0: Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse, episode three hundred. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt. See if if we
1: could use licensed music. We could play "Celebrate" right now. You know, that wouldn't be my first choice.
2: That's that's what you went with.
1: Yeah, because it's it's uh, very bad, so it makes it funny.
0: I feel like Hello Darkness, my old friend, just sort of creeping in here would probably be more fitting, but...
1: Uh, well, that, that's every time Connor comes back.
0: Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of Connor, up. Connor's here
2: too. Yeah. For, for now. See.
0: <laughs> so. uh, we have a wacky, weird show coming up uh, this week, so uh, we got a top ten, as you'd expect. There's always time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of, a little bit of news, that's the thing. Yeah, mostly a follow-up to the Room Robin stuff. We've got some creative teams and what books made it through to round two. There's a, there's a couple of book announcements, though, for, in the pre-solicit cycle. Um, do you know what? I haven't got any, but now that you're saying that, I do vaguely remember seeing one. Now, now <laughs> I'm thinking about it on Twitter. Uh, but we'll get into all that. Uh, we do have a couple of books to talk about. Uh, we'll be talking about Batman issue 122, which is the next part of the Shadow War crossover. Um, we have Batman Killing Time issue two. I believe Matt also read Monkey Prince issue three. I did, um, and then I've got a Patreon book of Animal Man issue eighteen. So, yeah, that's what's coming right. up big wise. But if you're thinking that's not a lot, a lot of stuff. That's that's like half a show. Good news, that's half a show. We got other things. It's episode three hundred. We have results to talk about. I'm going to be counting down the top 10 writers and artists as voted for by our listeners since the start of Rebirth, and reveal the top 25 books since the start of Rebirth. So, nice, hefty, interesting celebration of uh, all the comics that have happened in the past six years since we started this show, coming up in the back half. Um, And there's a little Brucey bonus at the end of the show. There's a teensy, teensy, weensy, weensy, just a little, just a small one. But there's a tiny little quiz that Matt and Connor are going to go head to head in to see who remembers the start of Rebirth more. Ho 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 ho! Undefeated. Matt is undefeated in the quizzes. That's true. Yeah,
2: it's because I don't care enough to try and quizzes. <laughs> I'm the EST
1: of of comics from the multiverse. <laughs>
0: So yes, uh, obviously a lot of this is because it's episode 300, but it's also conveniently a week where there's hardly any books, so that nicely works out into uh, having time for all the extra stuff. That said, next week's almost just as late as books, if I remember correctly, so uh, I suspect we'll probably have some extra shenanigans then too. Uh, But yes, we'll get into things. Uh, So we had been doing the League of Comic Geeks Top 10 uh, for the past little while. But uh, Connor informed me before we started that the US comiXology on Amazon now sorts its new books in sales rank. So we can actually, in effect, return to a top 10 comics on comiXology. Damn it, now I can't cheat.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can cheat. You can just go to comiXology. Yeah, yeah to I don't
1: want to get my iPad out. It's easier just to do it on my computer right here in front of me.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, you can just... D- Dude, don- that don't you tell him. Do that. That this is fine like he could have done this before with the old comicsology and he never did that's
2: just yeah, uh, yeah this, is, this is what's baffling me it's like you could load up of you can load up comicology. They could but will I yes but yes there's always and how badly you want to cheat
0: <laughs> always yeah. time for a top 10 as you know uh, so this is the top 10 books at the time of recording on comicsology. notably it's the US comicsology specifically which arguably is the more relevant one anyway but it's yeah right <laughs> But the reason why it's specifically the U.S. one is because the U.K. version hasn't done this yet. <laughs> so.
2: Yes, because for some reason, Amazon, one of the biggest companies in the world, can't figure out how to roll out an update worldwide to their same website. <laughs> or
1: make a good update. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah, still sucks.
0: It,
2: it yes. might be
1: my iPad, but I it crashes on me at least twice a day. Just it's shit, yeah. Freezes, you know. I have to find the page I was on. It sucks.
0: Mm. Yes. Well, top ten. Timmy McCartan. Number one. Matt, go on, guess. I'm not asking Connor because he's looked at the page. I'm I'm looking for how to cheat. So um... No, you don't get to cheat. <laughs> uh, um, Matt, I'm, I'm going to say... There was a
2: Batman book this week.
1: Yeah, I'm going say Batman.
2: It's not Batman.
0: Okay, it's a Moon Knight. <laughs>
2: it's not Moon Knight.
0: Dang, was it, was there a moon? Oh, there wasn't a moon. But that's real. Okay.
1: Yeah, Moon Knight ten. It's number two on <laughs> Comic Geeks. That's why I went. <laughs> that's just <a> guess.
0: <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, number one is X Men Red issue one.
2: Uh, what? Yeah, it's a new Al Ewing X Men book called X Men Red. You gotta remember that issue ones don't rank highly on League Comic Geeks because no. I didn't know
1: there was a new
0: X book that was read that's not Tom Taylor this is sacrilege this is I think the one set on Mars yeah do you know what This like I was excited when I read X-Men Red by Al Ewing but then realized it was still tied into all these other X things that I don't care about
2: it's really annoying because there's this and Gillen is taking over the main X-Men book I Mm -hmm. I think it's Immortal X-Men is I don't care about I could be wrong. that and I'm like god damn it I love both those creators I want to read this but K- Kri- Kri- Krikoa nonsense yep yep, yep, yep. Uh,
0: so that is number one number two is Devil's Reign issue six that's the final issue of that series I,
1: oh. um, I'm slowly catching up on the Zadarski stuff and it's very it's great. very good um, yeah. and so I'm excited to see where this goes once I finally get there and like six more trades.
0: Yeah. Uh, number three is Marauders issue one. It's another X book. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, number four is finally Batman issue one, two, two. Um, could it be we're going to see a slight change to how things rank compared to how they used to rank in comicsology because it's now tied into Amazon and it's going to skew numbers slightly it's,
2: differently? It's possible, but it's also the fact that those are all like issue ones, right? Of the new x-men stuff and uh, and then mm-hmm. the end the, the final issue of an event
0: yeah possibly yeah, i could just be that but hey uh so the batman's number 4 number 5 is x force issue 27 so x, x the x corner of this Which marvel world x- is doing very well seemingly yeah
1: uh- X cells the same as bat cells. If
0: I right? spe- speak of X force annual issue 1 is number 6. So there's a second X force book this
2: week. Yeah, I think like this week or maybe like this week and last week is the start of the new section of the X books. So I think I think they're on Destiny of X now. So it's all like oh here's a new jumping on thing. So I'm I'm guessing a lot of people are jumping on line wide. Okay. Uh number 7
0: is Batman Killing Time, which not all of these have got ratings or average ratings, but one person has rated this and they've rated it one star. They really didn't like Killing Time. Uh, That's
2: (laughs) me. I got you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But yeah, you go. That's Killing Time number seven. Uh, And then number eight is Moon Knight issue 10. Uh, Matt's guess for number one.
1: There there it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Number nine is Earth Prime issue one, Batwoman. So there you go. Was that? And then Batman Beyond Neo Year issue one is number 10. So, I mean, I can even just tell Bill in that top 10 that it's a really weird, like, quiet week for DC books wise. When, when, Mm -hmm. you know, Earth Prime and Batman Neo Year are cracking the top
2: 10. Also tells me Marvel don't have a ton of books out.
0: No, no. It is interesting that those both still beat, like, the newest issue of Fantastic Four, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, and it's a little bit further down, but I just want to mention uh, Black Widow 15. Turns out it was the final issue of the series. It was Marvel did that thing where they just didn't tell anyone it was a final issue until oh, it, it came out. And then they were like, hey, yeah. that was the last issue, by the way, guys. Do you,
0: know what, do you know what sucks about that? As I read the first arc, thinking, oh, I've read the first arc. I look forward to the rest of the run. And now i found out that I've read a third of the run.
2: <laughs> and it's really good as well.
1: Yeah, that's one after Daredevil I might get caught up because I do love uh, Thompson. Um, just
2: read the whole thing. Yeah, nice little yeah. three-trade run. Yep,
0: yep. Yeah. all right that's the top 10 normally i'll say where other dc books kind of fall uh a little bit further down but there's really not any to mention this week so uh we'll just move on uh, also worth noting here just in case anyone i mean by the time you look at it it may have changed anyway so it's kind of almost irrelevant but uh, i did exclude some publishers like the manga publishers and stuff so it was just the actual Comic books we'd expect to talk about typical direct market. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, all yeah. the usuals are here: the Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, Boom, whoever. Like all all the ones you expect are included. But uh, I it did let me exclude because there was like a manga book at number like four, and I thought, I don't want to include that. It's not. that's not part of what we, we're we're talking about.
2: I do wonder though if just on that if manga is selling better through Amazon than it did through Comicsology because obviously Comicsology had it. But we never saw it in top lists, whereas now it seems like maybe it's it, it is getting cracking. Maybe it's just there's a weird week, but, but or maybe it's just that the audience for manga is more willing to just look at the Amazon website as opposed to a dedicated comics one.
0: Or they were just already, they were already buying their manga from Amazon directly, so that's why it's mm-hmm. now showing up in the top ten. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that too. Uh... Uh...
1: Let me just tell you, I've never felt more out of place than in the manga section of Barnes & Noble looking for stuff for my niece.
2: Oh, no doubt. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, they're just comics. It's cool.
1: Yeah, but I felt so like... I don't know what any of this is. Like, you take me to any other section of the bookstore, I'll be fine. But just manga, I, I don't know.
0: Well. Mm. That about does it anyway. Uh so let me minimize that and we'll get into uh, the news for the week uh so i got a uh, well one very very quick thing is batman's getting a new logo oh i didn't know this yeah it's just they updated the cover, of the cover for Zarski's first issue and it's got it's because it's been the same logo since what it start in new 52 pretty much
1: yeah the, the bat wings the yeah Batman across it yeah
0: yeah uh, now it's like, I mean, the color might change, but at least in the first issue here, this run, it's this red text. It's still got a bit of the shape to it, but the, the logo is just kind of like inside the word now, rather than having like the actual...
2: Okay. I might like it on the full cover, but just as its own thing, I don't think it looks as good.
1: Yeah. Let me look. I'm trying to find this one now. See what it looks like. When I started reading Batman comics, it was the... Batman pulling up his cape, kind of Dracula-esque. Yeah, and and, you know, and that one was pretty iconic. Um, But I get why they don't do that.
2: Yeah. uh, Anymore. That's not as bad as it It might look fine in context on the full issue, but just as a, you know, if I'm looking at just the two logos next to each other, I think I prefer the current. Yeah,
1: on the page I just found, it's on the the cover, and it looks real good. I like. It makes the bat out of the negative space. Yeah on, on the M and stuff, I think that
2: looks real cool. Yeah. Wonder if that means that, that the the artist using it'll have to compensate for that. Like to, oh, they gotta make sure there's some negative space behind where we're gonna put the logo to make sure, you know, like something yeah. blank so that stands out. Could be.
0: Uh maybe. I don't know. Uh
2: yeah, so the round robin,
0: which is not a round robin, but uh the the first round mm-hmm. ended uh, not long after the last episode of this one out. Uh so we can tell you what went into the second round, but also now what the creative teams are. They announced that with mm-hmm. the second round. So uh while the so the first book that went through was Hawkman and Hawkwoman, The Changeling. Uh we now Ugh, know what lost this fight that uh Ted Grant, Nine Lies, Okay. Wildcat. I didn't remember what was facing him a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean either or I mean I if this wins a if this gets to the next round I'll be fine. But I really wanted that Wildcat book.
2: So, what's the team on this one?
0: This is uh, Kevin Scott and art
2: by Fico Ozio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with Kevin Scott does a lot of Star Wars books. A lot of Star Wars. Yeah, and I enjoy all of his Star Wars yeah. stuff. He's one of the better. Did, Star Wars did you know what writers. this one was
1: about, Connor? Because you're you're the other. Uh, no, I I, I
2: glanced at the round robin just in general, but I didn't actually read a lot of the synopses. So, so I sorry, the titles. Matt, yeah. He doesn't need to know any of them
0: except one, and we'll get to that one. That he needs no, to know. but
1: I, I just want to tell him this one real quick. It it involves Hawkman and Hawkwoman having a kid they never knew about that might be a mythological changeling. Uh, you know. I need where it. They're to they the baby. Yeah yeah. And whatnot. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But so, you may as well that, throw that, in the... that his
0: name is Hector Hall.
1: Yeah, but Hall H O L. Um. <laughs> that's clever. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Hmm. So uh, so in the second round, that's going up against Constantine and the Demon, Vacation from Hell. Uh, this
2: is by Frank Hallam and art by Nick Varela. Not familiar with the team, but I also wouldn't be mad if that won.
1: Uh, it's uh, the Demon uh, and Constantine forming a bond. So there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds perfect for me. Uh, then the next part that went through was Suicide Squad Dark. And this is going to be by Zach Thompson and art by Gary Brown. This is the the Earth 13 story. Yeah. Um, And that's going up against Kid Flash, The Speed of Fear by writer Brandon Easton and art by Travis Mercer. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure Brandon Easton's the first name on this I recognize. Yeah.
1: Are are you sure that's not going to be in Green Lantern at the light of forever? Oh, no. No, no. no. It says
0: verses before that, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, they um, they messed up the list on on this one, so okay, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, this is the, no, this is not the important one. So yeah, next up is Green Lantern, the light at the end of forever. Uh, this is going to be with Cy Spurrier. Oh, I recognize that name and Marco Santucci. Mm-hmm. I recognize that name. This is mm-hmm. actually the most well known team out of this whole. That's, that's a good part. solid team. Yep. Yeah, uh, but that's okay because that one shouldn't win. Uh, But that's going up against DC Horror Presents Ghost Tour from Hell which is going to be written by T. Franklin with art by uh, Dominkel Domo Stanton. Okay. Probably butchered that name but apologies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's what they're going up against. And then next up luckily making it to round two the one that should win this entire tournament is Green Lantern The Birth of Conspiracy which we now know is by writer Scott Brian Wilson and art by Skylar Partridge. Now admittedly Never heard of these two people. Don't, no idea. Let's look. But the premise is too good. The The
1: artist name sounds familiar, but I might have just read that. They might have just I, popped up in like a... I, I, um, I just say, it's...
2: It's hard to get excited about any of these right now. For me, because I was just going oh, to say, I want to hear last week to talk about them, but on the premises, it's hard to get excited, because last year we were all like, yeah, Robins is a great premise. That should yeah, win. no, we brought this up last week. Yeah, it was yeah. disappointing that that wasn't that good. But have you heard the premise of this one? No, but I'm but I'm more willing to bank on the the Cy Spurrier book at the moment. D, <laughs> d, um, no well, what let, what, let me tell
0: premises. you the premise and see how you feel about this. Wait, oh, yeah, I thought he doesn't need another premises. I said I said all but this one. That, uh-huh. that, that was exactly what I said. <laughs> all but one. <laughs> and Matt will already tell me one, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's 1947, and Alan Scott is part of a new breed of humans. Wait, this is a bit more in-depth, this premise, I think, yeah. than the last time. <laughs> yeah! And
1: so now these also have the pitches underneath them, They too, have the full thing. Yeah, they have the full thing.
0: Uh, Alright, well, I'll, I'll read this one. Uh, it's 1947, and Alan Scott is part of a new breed of humans endowed with the power of gods. But he still has to work a day job, protect his personal secrets from the public, and hide his civilian identity from the government agency, formed to monitor superhero activity. When he finds himself at the sites of three UFO incursions, the famous Men in Black and Flying Saucer sightings, in the Roswell Crash realise that he could lose everything. Now, as Green Lantern imprisoned and alone on an alien planet that he as a conduit to harvest the power of the Green Flame, he may have to rely on the low-level government uh, functionaries whose job it is to spy on him to help him put a stop to alien genocide and hold the government accountable for hostile actions. And trust them... To keep his deepest secrets secret. So basically the, the the gist of this one was is that it's it's doing like Green Lantern fifties UFO conspiracy stuff.
2: It it sounds good. But it, don't, it doesn't immediately mean like that that's a must-win for me.
0: I'll admit the full description is less of a must-win than it was last yeah. week, but it was just uh-huh. the the broad stroke.
2: <laughs> that sounds a bit okay. more normal. But okay, that, that that sounds <laughs> fine. Like, it could be a good book. I still wanted to win, though. I'm, I'm still going to vote for the, the like, a Psy book, or for the Kevin Scott book. It's not against like that. that yet, though. See, yet, yeah, well, I'm saying when it gets there.
0: Yes. Well, it it's, gets like, there. it's up against uh, Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, which is by Kenny Porter and Art by uh, Janoi Lindsay.
2: Don't know either of those names, either. But, hey, it. I'll take a Superboy. Is it Kent? Yes. It is Connor cool. Kent. Yes.
0: Uh, but I still want the UFO. pulp book.
1: Yeah. So uh, interesting <laughs> that they, this is one of the few creative teams that I they have um, work listed behind. So Scott Brain Wilson worked on Pennyworth and Batman Gotham Knights and Skylar Patridge worked on Wonder Woman. So that might be where I know the name from. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. I have to go back and read all these because I didn't realize these had much more in-depth.
0: Yeah, they fleshed yeah. out all the descriptions. I'm not going to go through them all because it'll take as easy No, to no, 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 no. But,
1: yeah.
0: And we did, uh, you know, we looked at all the, the, the basic premises last week, so... Uh, but, I mean, all the creative tunes were worth mentioning, even if the vast majority of them are names that we don't recognize. Which, I guess, kind of makes sense that it's a lot of... Not all, but most of them, at, at least from, like, a mainstream DC perspective, are newer teams and they're more like that's why they're on this tournament as opposed to just being given a book is there mm-hmm.
2: yeah i also feel bad for a lot of them though because i think there are a, a lot of people who will see a name like me included will go oh cy spuria that's a trusted name i'll vote for that or, you know or pick your yeah, poison yeah. Wh- um, whoever you are and a lot of these you know fresher people will probably not give the chance you know like tim seeley won last year's uh, yeah i uh, think
0: um it's okay to have the known names, but you probably either have to have it all be like names or it all not be names that people know. You can't have a mix of the right. people who don't have the don't, you know, and, the, and,
2: the reputations or just getting. And, and that's not to say these creators have not worked on anything, but I think some of them already have worked on multiple DC projects, so they're well known by the 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 audience you're already targeting. Exactly. Yeah, It's not that they've done
0: anything, but like the point is is that we are not recognizing most of them. So yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, what were these new books finally got next? Uh
2: so we've got two, one more interesting than the other. Um the first is a Young Justice miniseries. Uh set in the, the world of the the animated show. Okay. Um it's a six issue mini. Um uh, I'm trying to see who it's by. Uh, written by the showrunner Greg Wiseman with art by one of the storyboard artists, Christopher Jones. Uh-huh. Um, it's doing the same thing that Robbins does where it's going up first on uh, DC Universe Infinite and then coming out in stores uh, about a month later. It's like, it's like six weeks later, but I think that's just where it happens to fall in the month this time as opposed to anything particular. Um as a fan of Young Justice, though, yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, you know, it's from the showrunner. You know, he's good. Yeah, this is completely, you know, in in continuity with the show. It'll probably not get referenced much, but, it, you know, it's there. Oh, I mean, uh, even though
0: I like Young Justice, I'm, I'm inherently just less excited about a tie-in book. But, you know.
2: That is fair. The other one, I think, is a much more interesting book that Matt in particular will be very excited by. Uh, this is a three-issue mini. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a prestige or not, um, but this is—it's uh, called Superman Space Age, mm-hmm. and it's by Mark Russell and Mike Ulred, Mm-hmm. Which already is just like okay, that's enough for me. Already yeah.
0: done. Uh, this is the one that I saw casually on Twitter. I saw the names being mentioned.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it did. There's not actually like a just a here's a you know a solicit text for it, which is a bit annoying. It's just a, a vague description based off of like from an interview with them. But it talks about you know going back to the original crisis infinite earths and taking taking a superman looking at becoming the first superhero of the space age and um a around crisis and learning the world's going to come to an end and nothing he can do to stop it. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, uh, down for for, you know, Mark Russell on something like this. I've enjoyed he did that Luther uh, book during Future State. Yeah. Um, and then you have Aldred and that pop art style setting, you know, it seems like this is that space age era.
2: Yes. So and uh, there's some preview pages. And on the last preview page, there's like a, a version of Batman. And oh, man, it's it's it's. Very much like his, his a strange take on Batman, but kind of love it.
1: Is it based off of the original designs that uh,
2: Bob Kane had? Uh, no, although there there are elements of that in there, but it's okay. it's kind of its own unique thing to go in in the, in the war that, that that's going on here. Um, it's 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 very pulp. There's a little bit a little bit rocketeery. Done and done. Yeah. Um that looks great. Uh, this is coming out at uh, end of July for the first issue. Um, we'll see in the solicits whether or not they are prestige issues or not. They, they don't mention it here, but three-issue mini, it, it could be. It mm-hmm. yeah, wouldn't be the first time.
0: Reasonable chance, I would say. Uh, okay. All right, there you go. That's in news. Uh some sprinklings of things.
2: Uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say there's anything uh, super bombastic this week, but... Did you talk about DC Universe finally coming to places outside the US? Yes, yes. we did, Yeah, Yeah, cool. <laughs> I didn't know when that broke. I couldn't remember if that was during the week or... It was actually right after the previous
0: episode because ah, someone okay. pointed it out. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, that is the news for the week, which means we could actually get into the the comics <laughs> already. Yeah, uh, all of them. So, we will start with Batman 122, Joshua Williamson writing with Howard Porter on the art. Uh, So, this is part two of Shadow War, obviously we had Mm -hmm. the assassination of Ra's al Ghul last issue, and about five different people all saying they're going after Deathstroke for for doing the deed. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And of course, the real Deathstroke going, wait a minute, that wasn't me. No, man. So... Uh. That's where we left off last time. Uh, so this issue's got a lot of the investigation, Batman snooping around, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure out things. Already suspecting that it's not really Deathstroke because, well, I, well, I think the way Batman may be leading right now, or at least he was until the end of the issue where mm-hmm. Talia seems to convince him otherwise, is that, oh, maybe Talia's behind it and like she gets, you know, because Deathstroke doesn't miss. If Deathstroke was going to kill Talia, right. he'd have hit. Right. And yeah, so, um, my, my suspicion on that right now is that whoever's impersonating Deathstroke wants to implicate Tally <laughs> and that's why he shot yeah. her in the shoulder. Uh yeah, or whoever cause he
1: Because, you know, in Deathstroke Inc., uh, the issue before all this started ended with the Legion of Doom. So I'm sure this has something to do with them and implicating Deathstroke and keeping their hands clean, or, you know, so they say. So uh yeah. And I just <laughs> Deathstroke bonding automatically with uh, respawn, just that just cracks me up. Deathstroke just wants kids, you know. He's he's gonna lose them. He'll just find new ones.
2: People say you know? about Destro, but literally for like as long as he's been a thing, his relationship with kids have kind of defined him.
1: Yeah, but I just love like there was no hesitation. That automatically, this is now his new son, and he's mm. gonna treat it as such. And I do. It does make him more akin to Batman, right? Like there's a lot of parallel person. with it, yeah. Yeah, so I like that, and with Roz and and Legacy and Talia, and you know, it just feels like you know, it's following the same trend, which I do like.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, apparently this this imposter uh, used a some something to build drill a giant tunnel into the city, mm-hmm. so that, that no in. one noticed. Yeah, Yeah. that stuck out to me as a bit a little weird. Uh, maybe it'll make more sense once we realise who's helping him, or like, yeah, you know, like if he's working with like an alien or something that has, the the tech that could do this. But uh, right now, all I could
1: think of was the big machine from one of the oceans movies. You know, it's
2: it's not even like that close to the sea. It's quite a bit out. yeah. Yeah, but it's huge.
0: No, if I was to compare it to Earth, and it's like the end of Predator 2, and you realise that the Predator ship like sort of like mm-hmm. landed in the sewers and made this big tunnel kind of thing. Yeah. It's sort
2: of like drilled it's, in. It's what they drive in yeah. in the uh, Ninja Turtles. Technodrome. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, thank you.
1: Well, no, he's talking about the the, the... the takes them from the Technodrome with the drill
2: on it, right? The drill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the little one.
1: Technodrome's the big, you know... Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, they have the one with the drill,
1: don't
2: they? Yeah. In a while. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um so yeah so batman's investigating around uh as it's chased deathstroke's fighting for his life because the ninjas have all shown up mm-hmm. um prometheus nopes the hell out of there yep yeah yeah angel breakers the assassin leading this charge uh-huh. and actually kills one of these guys uh who stay <laughs> who heroically yeah. stays back to hold back De- the ninjas and gets his face sliced off yeah uh deadline i believe yeah i could have told you that so i'm, I'm glad yeah. you knew that matt Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Death jumps out the window with Respawn just in time as a missile is hitting the building uh, to make it go boom. And it's a very fun action. Pro- Honestly, my favourite little scene in the whole issue is probably where Damien comes to get Rose at the bar. Mm-hmm. And you don't see him. I, I think that's just a great introduction where mm-hmm. you just hear a bouncer say, Hey kid, you can't be in here. You look too young. I'm like, Looks too young. He's like 12. Of course he's too young. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks too young. Um, but I'm getting flashbacks of Hot Fuzz. Uh, when's your birthday? <laughs> May seventeenth. What year? Every year. <laughs> uh, but you, you just hear you want to see my ID and you just hear like a like a thud and a crack and a pow and uh in walks Damien. And but the reason why I like this scene so much is I mean I, I like the introduction to Damien, but it's actually just the fact that he starts making this speech about how he's gonna have to deathstroke and Rose just says. Shut up, Robin. Let's go kill my dad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like just doesn't need to hear the explanation. She's just, you know, she's sick of his shit. It's time to go. Um. So here's the questions. Obviously, we had uh, I think it was Bogdanovich on the the first yeah. issue, and it was yeah. great art all the way through. Obviously,
2: Porter's a bit of a shift in terms of style. That's my biggest problem. I don't. I mean, I'm reckless as not being like the biggest Porter fan ever, but I don't hate yeah. it. I do hate the context of back to back because I actually read these, you know, straight into each other because I, I you got didn't read my books last week. And it, this is how it's going to be in the trade, you know, going one yeah, into the yeah. next. And oh, it's yeah. horrible. Like it's yeah. so jarring.
1: I, I like how Porter a little bit more than you, uh, right? We've talked about this when we were both reading Deathstroke Inc. I don't feel Porter's a fit for Batman.
2: I feel the scenes as well with, um, like the, the title page with, Deathstroke mm-hmm. and all the others, all the ninjas oh it's mm-hmm. so messy yeah there's just so much going on yeah uh I, I'm I would say I, I lean towards the positive
0: but I do think there's some messy or rushed mm-hmm. elements here or there in this issue I, I, I think it's got a nice stylized look I, I'm even fine with it being a Batman comic I just it's just more just that it's part 2 and follows on from a different artist that, that doesn't fit yeah. with that is my biggest problem with it. But I will say, the reason why I brought it up particularly now, because I just turned the page and I'm at, you know, it's Batman going to like, see Talia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of ninjas on this page. The one in the foreground is fine. Best allies, but fine. Uh, the one in the background looks like like E.T. or something, walking towards the uh, the panel. Uh, it's the same as you see the Batwing going past the moon uh, on the, the top, right, top left of the page, sorry. Uh, and there's, like, uh, I see it. And there's yeah. like two ninjas one's coming down the stairs and he looks alright but the one in the background, he's got like this weird body shape and he looks like he's
2: from the planet uh, Zathras or something I, I, I really like, in contrast I really like the next page, Batman with the sigh and the, the cape flowing and it's oh, just sure, so yeah. dark and heavy on the inks that's where Porter excels on a Batman comic is moments like that
0: yeah, plus you know, uh, Batman is bonded with Raphael that's canon Uh, so yeah. he likes the sigh Stuff. Uh yeah, so we have a bit scene and he to confront Talia. Um and he's there to kind of accuse her, thinking that she may have something to do with it because the you know the the, the person currently assumed to be Deathstroke Stroke didn't kill her. Uh but she fairly easily seems to convince him that it's not her. And uh she actually kind of breaks down and she's still hurt because she's not used a Lazarus pit. Uh she says she doesn't trust them. And she kind of it shows a little bit of vulnerability talking about her father, the idea that she you know, she's this tough badass because she's Talia, right? But the second mm-hmm. that he, he asked to turn turn themselves in, she kind of went along with it. She she became her father's daughter again, uh, And at least to this sort of tender moment where the, you know he takes off his kill, uh, or she takes off his kill, I should say, uh, and you know they end up kissing. You know, we end the main story here with the, with them smitching, uh, with the the shadow hitting the big symbol. In the
2: background. With some ve- very long bat ears for the shadow, despite not wearing the cowl. Artistic yeah. license, I
0: know, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's what it is. Selena's going to be so pissed. So, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I really liked last week's. I think the last week's issue was a really nice surprise and really set up all the story beats that it wants to play with. That, that's mm-hmm. by its nature, is a second part, and I think it's got some fun scenes. I, I kind of generally like the fact that it's dealing with uh, Briss and Talia and sort of. That yeah. their toes back into that. Um, I'm looking forward to I, more Damien and Rose. Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I hope they kind of go more the co-parenting angle with Talia and Bruce. Just because sure. I do like that. I like that angle where uh, it was one of the strong moments of Tom King where uh, they, they went there to basically let Talia know that they're done and that him and Selena are together. Um, so I kind of just like that that he he is just with Selena now, regardless of where she's at. So, yeah, but here I, I do I don't like necessarily, this. I like this tease here.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't necessarily suspect this is trying to set up that there's going to be like a proper romance, but it's, it's more just it's a it's a moment of you know a, a emotion for both of them. Mm-hmm. Her in particular. Yeah. He's he's you know, the other. She's cause she's the one making all the moves here. She takes down his right. kills. She touches well, his chest. If you even
1: look at that last page, his eyes are open, almost like he's he's shocked.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um,
1: so, but no, I just I do like that that that, and you know, it do, it feels like this is softening Talia just a little bit from her being this maniac leader of a terrorist organization to, you know, that's my kid's mom. Um, I, I don't mind that, you know, um,
2: unless but, they're doing it, she's playing an angle, and this is all just trying to convince. Of him course, that she's not. That's behind.
1: always always her, right? She, but she is yeah. the demon's head now too, so.
2: She'll got uh, a fancy green cape to prove it.
1: Yeah, she does. Um, but yeah. No, I, I really, I think the, that last page really is some of the strongest stuff, just because you know, the, the ears, notwithstanding, but just the, the way that that's composed, I think it's a really cool,
0: neat image. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think this—you know, the to the be continued in Destro Kink, it's, it's comforting mm-hmm. that it's, it's making it very clear that all three plot lines are going to continue. It's not just going to suddenly yeah. just become the, the focus on Destro. Because yeah. right. yeah. it it'd be jarring, I think, to us who are not reading Destro Kink.
2: It might mm-hmm. have a slight more focus on that, in the, in the same way that this issue probably does have a slight focus on the Batman plot. Right. But and we start that, and yeah. end on that. And that's fine, but right. it
0: just... I don't want it to feel like it's just a regular issue of Deathstroke ink that happens to be set during the event, as opposed to the next actual chapter, which is if you're just buying it because it's part of the crossover, then that's kind of what you're wanting more so. So
2: yeah, it yeah. definitely feels like it's going to be well parts of a story as opposed to tie-ins.
1: Yeah, and it and it helps that he's doing all of them, so it's not like he has to shift anything. You know, he's used to writing Robin-focused stuff for Robin, and Deathstroke. You know, it's not like it's not like they're bringing a writer in for, for these issues.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, so I actually did read the backup on this one. Oh. Um, well, it was Williamson writing it, and I was curious. Uh, here saying... Oh, you said art. you did or you didn't? I did. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. I was I'm like, oh, man. No, no, I did. Uh. Gotcha. Uh. Did Connor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was basically because I noticed it was Williamson. I went, oh, maybe this is relevant. Yeah. And it kind of is thematically because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we, when they're doing a story, like sometimes we'll feel like they put in like a needless flashback to like an early part of Batman's mm-hmm. career that relates to who he's interacting with. Uh, I kind of like they hear, they just said, oh, that can just be the backup. I, I wanted to do like an early, you know, Batman meets Deathstroke story, but I'll, I'll do it in the backup. I,
2: yeah. Which I, I was kind of into it until the last page. And then I was like, eh, I'm kind of out of it.
0: I kind of agree the last page made me go oh this is something very different because I, I thought this was going to be about okay this is Deathstroke's first interaction with Batman there's a hit out on Robin which is you know young Dick
2: Grayson and there's, there's the scene of you know they're having the first sparring and he's like oh th- this is where you learn all these moves from
0: yeah he's like oh I recognize the card's teachings I recognize mm-hmm. so teachings Ted Grant yeah uh, Ted Grant was least name dropped there actually um, yes it was but yeah, but then the the reveal at the end is because he's trying to figure out you know who hired you, Deathstroke, who hired you, and when he takes off his mask, he's got a Joker smile, and he says, "Yeah, whoever it was couldn't stop laughing." As like, oh wait, he's, he, so he's
2: been Jokerized. This is this it's a- so much less interesting. Yeah, the- like immediately. Yeah, then, it just went oh I went, but, oh okay.
1: So how am I defending the Joker thing here? Um, I feel like this ends with them both going after Joker because Slade has a. Healing factor,
2: right? It's so, probably where it ends. Go like, on.
1: it feels like he'll metabolize the toxin, and this will end up being a Deathstroke Batman team up. Uh, and I feel that's kind of shading where Shadow War is I mean, going th- to end up. There's that's not a lot of time fine,
0: left, though, because this is going to be like a two part little thing, right? Or is it three? Yeah. Maybe three, I think, because Williams mm-hmm. is only on the book for another, like, two
2: issues, I think. A couple. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, as well, like, that's. That's fine if that's the story they're going for, but it's a less interesting story than just a
0: well, Batman versus sure.
2: Deathstroke early days. And yeah. and I think for me, paralleling that like with the present day and you know mm-hmm. showing that okay, this is where they were and this is where they are mm-hmm. now, that that's a more interesting the only, change.
0: Yeah, the only argument I could think of because because to me this ending kind of stops it from paralleling the main story. But the one argument I suppose you could say that it, it might still connect up with th- thematically is that Joker using Deathstroke in this way in the past was also kind of similar to there being an imposter Wait. Deathstroke. In the- Ma- maybe
2: Wait. this is all just saying up that the imposter Deathstroke is actually Joker.
0: <laughs>
2: that'd nah. Be- that, oh, that'd be something. That would- I, I'm, I'm just ter- I, ju- I just threw that out there as a joke, and if that's true, yeah. I'm terrified.
1: No, because I think once in... No. And- better than that. At least I hope he is. I, I'll, tell
2: you, is. I, I'll tell you right oh, now, if word. they reveal,
0: towards the end of this, if, you know, it probably won't be the last issue, but probably it's penultimate yeah. or whatever, issue, if they reveal that Joker's the fake Deathstroke and it's all a Joker thing, I'll give that issue a 1 out of 10. <laughs> Regardless of anything else on that yeah. issue, I'll give it you a you 1 see, out of 10. You
1: see I, the, the, the Deathstroke mask get ripped and there's just green hair sticking
0: out? <laughs> you know, no! I mean, no, it could be Doink! It could be Doink! From wrestling! <laughs>
2: For The record, I don't that wasn't an actual prediction just to make that <laughs> very clear. Don't tempt me, I'm not expecting it, but now I've put that in the world. I, I mean, I'm, I can't be 100% sure that's not what Williams is going to do.
0: I think if he was going to do that, he wouldn't have this in the backup, revealing it.
2: Oh, yeah, that's how that's that's how you, you, you do your thematic oh, so foreshadowing. He's, it's like you, he's you, swearing you I show swear show one here and then you yeah. show the other. Yeah, he's,
0: he's, he's double bluffing. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting enough, I like Gordon asking like, about how, how the Robins use, and uh, Deathstroke saying, the only thing you've done that's impressed me so far is using the kid for bait. Uh, You know, when that ties into the whole, you know, comparing Bruce and right. Slade when it comes to how they handle kids and the Robins versus his mm-hmm. family members, so, you know... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was all right. I I I was actually enjoying it well enough, and then the, the last page did kind of sell me a little bit. But I'll see what they do with it. I'll still read the next part because I mean, yeah,
3: because
0: it's it, there. Yeah. Um. Sometimes sometimes a backup you don't want to read can feel like a chore. This did not. This was
2: not a chore to read. There was still. It was uh, also pretty short. I think it. Yeah. Or at least it felt shorter than most backups. I don't know if it actually was. No, I don't think it was. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Matt, what are you giving the main story?
1: Uh, Main story, I'm going to give a Uh, 7.5.
0: Backup? 7. All right, Kara, main story?
2: I'm going to go with just a 7, but with the the caveat that I did read it directly after the alpha issue, so it was a bit more jarring. Sure. Uh, Backup? Probably a 6 because of the last page. Yeah, uh, main story
0: for me... Yeah, a couple of couple little things in the art I wasn't keen on. It's, a, it's definitely jarring, like, switching to Porter from Bogdanovich. Uh, but I like it when it's doing. but it's definitely not, like, I thought it, the first issue, like, had lots of little setups and payoffs, and what it introduced as the start of the story was a nice big gut punch that felt like it was really trying to do something and advance the status quo forward. Uh, By its nature, the second issue is just a fine second issue, so I'll, I'll probably agree with the seven. I think. But I'm enjoying it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what mm-hmm. they do. Uh, so there you go. Uh, back up. Yeah, it's like a 6. maybe six by that push. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, alright. Batman Killing Time issue 2. Tom King writing and David Marquez on the art. So, first issue was Riddler, Catwoman Penguin, and Croc all teaming up to steal... Something mysterious out of a safety deposit mm-hmm. box using Croc as a distraction. It played with time, it was jumping around the city like just during, just before, just after the, the heist. Uh, we still, and I, I sort of predicted that it would still use the, the time mechanic in some way, and it does here in this second issue. It's jumping around, um, which I still think mostly flows well. There is definitely. I remember when I got to the final page because it keeps cutting back to like you know thousands of years ago for, uh-huh. for all, ancient, ancient Rome ancient or Greece, Rome, yeah. Uh, and when I got to the end, I had to, I actually went back to the start to check the time because it, I was like, wait, is this not a guy who was getting like beaten to death at the start of the issue? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. But, King but so I will say it didn't quite flow as seamlessly as that first issue did because it was jumping around a little bit more in the timeline.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of jumping around in this one and reading it last night before bed was very difficult. I mean, I'm sure if I read it beforehand, it wouldn't have been. But just trying to keep everything straight uh, with a tired brain was kind of hard. Um, and also trying to figure out how the hell the story of King Penthes ties into all of this, right? Because there wasn't anything like that in the first issue. You know, we, it was pretty straightforward like heisty there was like a small
0: there was was a small thing in the first issue but i think the well i mean i'm sure there's more to it than this but because it ends with this like him get up to the hill to face these women because he thinks he has to deal with them and we know that he's going to get ripped apart by them uh Mm -hmm. that kind of mirrors at the end of the issue batman on his way to the safe house where uh riddler and Catwoman are so the implication Mm -hmm. to the audience is that batman's not going to win like he thinks he's going to win when he gets there uh, would be the one thing I'd take from it. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's so, all I've got for you, though. I don't have any other great insights. Yeah,
1: no, because just reading up the story of King Penthes, that's basically what it ends up being as he stumbles upon this thing. He's ripped apart by the followers, which include his own mother, who don't realize that's who it is until they get back out of that frenzy. So I'm wondering if this deals with Riddler or at least with Selina, you know, not realizing this is something of Batman's uh and or whoever it is um making things much much worse um i i did find a lot of the off panel stuff kind of humorous like uh you know when when they go to meet whoever they do was that when they went to meet penguin uh early and he kills his bartender
0: um yeah yeah penguin kills it, it cuts back to when they were having earlier. their meeting talking about the haste yeah. and planning it yeah. And Riddler kept saying, "Oh, should we be having this conversation in front of this yeah. uh, guy at the bar?" And uh, Penguin just eventually shoots the bartender, and even though he was sticking up for him, saying, "No, he's a good guy," you're yeah. making this complicated. Yeah. But then just to make Riddler feel comfortable, he shoots him in the head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's some dark humor in there. Uh, you have like Batman going to see Croc at Arkham and beating mm-hmm. the shit out of him to get some information, and then it goes back and shows you Gordon beforehand saying, "Look, we." make the people at Arkham comfortable with you coming to see the villains, because yeah. that's probably going to be something that happens a lot. So, you know, follow the rules and don't punch them. And then afterwards, of course, he's pissed at him for for, yeah. for completely ignoring that. Uh, but it leads him to Croc's, uh, like, girlfriend, who's spending yep. a lot Sometimes of money on diamonds.
1: Sometimes
0: fiancé, as they put it. Yeah. yeah, she spends 14 grand on a <laughs> necklace, uh, which is suspicious spending. So Batman yep. goes to see her. And she kind of just like she acts all kind of tough, but also is quite happy to just tell him whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. because at the
1: end of the day, she has a $14,000 necklace still. Um, and, yeah. and, and until they can prove it, she didn't do anything wrong, right? Like, she was given you know, a lot of money. That's all the that
0: happened yeah. for her, that's from, from that was her it. perspective. Yeah,
1: right. So, so I, I do like that storyline too. Um, because it's so like, it's not that he's trying to intimidate her, but. You know, he doesn't. You know, she just she sticks up for herself,
0: and I kind of like that. I think it's almost like she's playing him. The most interesting part of the issue, though, is that is sort of the teasing. Well, two two parts to this. One is the teasing of what the item they stole is, uh, and it ties into probably this one scene where the Joker used serum on Batman. So the implication Mm -hmm. to me there is that it's something personal to Bruce that somehow he got information about when he dosed Batman. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. Uh, the other part that sort of enhances that is that this, keep in mind this is an early years Batman story. No one's really quite sure of what Batman's rules are yet, and Catwoman is convinced that what they have done might finally make Batman kill. Now, obviously, yeah. in the future, Selina would never would know. There's never anything that would make him cross that line. Right. But but this Selina doesn't know that. Yeah, but here she's like, no, he might kill us for this, and she's worried. Like she's she's. She's worried that sitting around this safe house is just them waiting for Batman to come and find them because yeah. he's Batman. And it
1: shows how paranoid she is because a mailman comes up to the cabin mm. and she has her whip ready to go, and you just see the silhouette of the postman before he leaves, which I thought was a nice because we usually see Batman in silhouette like that, so that was a nice call to that. Um, and then uh, Riddler's playing a crossword and he yeah, asks so what's an eight uh, eight letter word for paranoia. She gives him something, and he ends up writing Catwoman, which I thought was funny as well. Yeah. Um, I swear to God, if it's the pearls, I'm going to lose it. Like... (laughs) uh, Which I don't think it would be, because that wouldn't make any sense for, you know... They don't know... At least Selena doesn't know that Bruce is Batman, right? Yeah. Um, So why why would this random box of pearls drive him enough to kill?
0: Um, It is interesting. So you have to assume that this doesn't reveal that he's Bruce Wayne... But it's something right. that Slunek thinks would piss off Batman. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so
1: maybe it has something to do with a Robin.
0: But it's early um, days, though. Does Robin even exist yet?
1: Right. what so I'm thinking. Um. See, I don't know. I don't know what it could be.
0: I'm actually a little stumped. I'm very curious of what the answer yeah. to this is going to be. I mean, it's it's a good mystery.
1: Um, thus far. Uh, and then we, we also see that, that Riddler has put um, Penguin in in a body cast, basically. The beating he delivered on him, so um, that was a pretty pretty startling page.
0: Um, yeah, because this is later on in the timeline, actually. This jumps yeah. ahead and shows us that he's in the hospital. Uh, and then we get a glimpse of him actually beating Penguin up, and it's like, oh. Because yep. that's the other thing, they keep teasing who the buyer is, right? Because they're, they're waiting for the buyer to contact them. Mm-hmm. And there's a really interesting point is when they go to see this potential buyer, the buyer's... The, the narration of the book, which has been very third-person and just detached, suddenly yeah. speaks in the first person. Like, it says something like, they, they've they've come to see me. And I'm like, oh, wait, this mm-hmm. narration the whole time's been someone? Like, in the story? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is like, oh. I mean... If it is something personal to Bruce Wayne, my guess would be Tush. Maybe,
1: yeah, maybe. But it's just uh,
0: but, but, that's just because. But again, sense. it's personal to Batman, not Bruce. We think we don't. I mean, we don't know for yeah. sure, but yeah. Right.
1: Also, that's what I want to bring up, and because right, oh, man, there's so much going on in this. The 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 bruises that Riddler put into Penguin make spell out something.
0: That's Morse code. Yeah, in, he in he literally makes. He hits some harder for the dash, and <laughs> some right. lighter for the the yeah. dot. that that's uh, It's interesting. Uh, So, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, I'm trying to think of a way it could be personally Bruce, but them not know that Batman is Bruce, but still understand that it would piss him off. Mm hmm. Um, Oh, we've got a good answer for this king, because
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find it out. But yeah, and then just looking up the story too of this ancient Greek story, which I wasn't aware of, is he um, uh, basically this this king Penthes angers Dionysus, uh, and the Mynads are his followers. So he ends up being sent up basically into a trap. He's lured into a trap where you know basically his own mother and sister end up. Uh, I think they mother and wife end up tearing him piece from piece. And then they take take the arm and the, the mother puts the head on the spike, which we see, uh, and carry it into town and then doesn't realize that it's him until they get to town and realize what she's done. So I'm also trying to see how that factors in. Um hmm. and Ian, is that supposed to be Selena not realizing what she's done?
0: Yeah, is it you know, the, is, they, are they not aware of who they're working for? Or at the very is least it, is Selena not aware who right, she's working for.
1: Is is Riddler the king that's been lured, you know, out out to his own undoing, you know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, it's one of those king stories that's working on multiple levels, which is nice. But the jumping back and forth, again, I'll have to make sure I don't read this right before bed if, next time.
0: I mean, I suppose uh, one thing that could work if it turns out to be someone like Falcone or mm-hmm. something like that. The idea being that it's like this is the transition of the the mob sort of steal a crime to, and to the super right. villains kind of thing
1: right and they don't really know batman that well yet because as you said it's still early day so Which, it might just be something that's mob related or yeah. joker related you know
0: yeah i suppose the item um, they stole could be more about the villain that it's attached to or mm-hmm. why someone would want it right rather than it being a personal thing to batman yeah
1: mm-hmm. but yeah um well, we'll see because it's small enough. It's almost like a necklace or a bracelet size, right? It was oh, yeah, or,
0: or even a ring. Oh, look, it could be a an ring Englishman
1: of box, some yeah. kind. So, but yeah, uh, very interesting. I mean, the art too, Marquez. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really good. The way he's shifting back and forth, it's really really well. The the scenes with Croc and the as you know, looks like a full on fight. Like it's it's brutal.
0: Yeah, um, I I do still like the narration though. I I yeah. do think it adds this kind of this tone to the book that makes it yeah. feel distinct. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. No, I mean I enjoyed the issue. I, I enjoyed it as much <laughs> as issue one. I think issue one. Yeah. Uh, much stronger. Was that was very, a good lead in. Yeah, right? it was very right? seamless in the way it presented mm-hmm. everything. This was a little just it's like it was still mostly okay, but it, it definitely felt a little harder to follow at times with the time jumps. But. Yeah. I mean I'm still in though. Yeah. I'm I'm done a good yeah. time. Oh yeah, no, I'm still
1: gonna
0: get it. So Yeah. Um. Uh so yeah, all right. Uh were you giving Batman killing time issue too, Matt? I'm
1: giving this an eight. 8.
3: Okay.
0: Um uh, Yeah, yeah, i will go with it. I to give it some thought. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with it. Uh all right, cool. Okay. Uh, Monkey Prince, issue 3, Jin Yun Lang, rating with Bernard Chang on the art. Uh, Matt, you read this. On you go.
1: Yeah, so this is just uh, continuing Marcus's journey into being the Monkey Prince, and it starts with him training with Pigsy, and Pigsy telling him that the, you know, the crown that he wears, you know, it, it gets tighter uh, the less that he focuses. So it's like this training that He can't focus on it feeling tighter and still, you know, do what he needs to do, like control the clouds and, you know, act, you know, access all the monkey prince abilities. And, um, he keeps, you know, he, he fakes out pigsy by letting the cloud unform and him dropping before, uh, he finishes the training, which was to snatch that red envelope that was introduced at the end of the last issue. Um, which ends up being a mask. So uh as as they're training, Pigsy lets out this, you know, uh, you know, as as he's following, like, oh finding one of the sons of the monkey king was hard enough. Where am I gonna find another? Which Marcus hears And is like, wait, what's this about other kids? He goes, Oh, oh don't worry about it. Um, and then uh Marcus's parents are are come across that you know, demified penguin from the gold king or the gold demon. And we find out through the myth the mythos that Monkey King's two biggest enemies were a golden horned demon and a silver horn demon. And the golden horn has manifested on, uh, on this realm to make problems for Marcus. Uh, they try to take him out with their device that they'd had. And they think that it does until penguin gets back up. And instead of, you know, he he sees that their their key is very strong and intertwined and would make a very good meal, uh, except that he wants to use them for bait for Batman. Um, As Marcus comes back from training, he sees the girl he has the crush on, Kaya, and we find out that the bully's her brother um, and that she wants Monkey Prince to find him. And he you know, this is where I would guess it gets the most like the Monkey King in that. Suddenly, Marcus goes from being this kind of unsure, kind of nerdy guy to he's got swagger while talking to this girl and says like, hey, if I find your brother, you know, you know, does that make you more interested in me? You know, uh, and she's like, well, I guess kind of, you know, you're some weird monkey god, I guess. Uh, So he ends up finding the brother And Damien has him strung up on the football field upside down. You know, Batman style, tweeting for information about this monkey character, which he claims not to know, which he doesn't. So Monkey Prince comes up and him and Damien fight. And uh, he ends up losing his hand, which Damien's like, my staff doesn't even have any blades. Why does this happen? Uh, Fighting you is gross. Um, And they end up sparring back and forth. And the hand, you know, he ends up, Monkey Prince ends up saving the bully. And as the hand fights Damien to which makes the bully puke. Um, well, well, Marcus is up on that. Pigsy is hunting down these demons that Marcus is supposed to, but his training's still not complete. Uh, and he ends up finding them as a hot dog vendor and the hot dog, like the hot dog cart. And he mentions like, Oh, this isn't, you guys aren't even good at, at, you know, disguising yourselves. We can, people can clearly tell your demons, Um, And he ends up fighting them. That's how you find about the gold horn demon. And you find out that Pigsy has some history with the demons that uh, there's an editor's note to check out the journey to the West that this is, you know, fully in that lore, which I thought was pretty cool. But also, I don't need an editor's note to go read a, you know, 100 page plus book, you know. Uh, So I hope the I hope uh, Yang clarifies that a little bit more Um, that maybe monkey king is the reason pigsy now is a you know on the side of good and not bad is what i'm guessing Uh, but he ends up making them take their demon form and he fights them ends up freezing them and shattering them um monkey prince ends up saving the brother taking it back to the sister where he gets a kiss and as he gets you know receives the kiss from from the girl he transforms back into marcus real quick um which then leads to pigsy coming up and saying we have to go your parents are in danger and penguin making a ransom video uh saying like you know batman needs to show up you know and and save these people uh so so far it's pretty good um this was issue three but you know this was part three of four so i don't remember how long this was supposed to be but it definitely feels like we're heading into an ending chapter of an origin story. I hope they have more cuz I I do like Yang taking on this kind of stuff. It, it definitely I mean,
0: feels it was, it was definitely more than 4. There was at least six. No, I know that. But I'm I pretty know sure it's a limited six series. issue, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that'd be so weird to do, you know, 3 of 4, right? And then have the final two issues be what, standalone or I'm not sure. Um but, no, it's it's Yang. It definitely feels more akin to his new Superman stuff, that he's just definitely having a lot of fun with this whole concept. And it still reminds me of Shazam with the way that he's learning how to use these new powers while also trying to balance being, you know, this teenage boy. Um, and, yeah, the, the characters are kind of settled in. And, you know, Pigsy trying to, you know, teach these 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 lessons through discipline, which... Um Marcus brings up, he goes, you know, the tighter this cram thing or this band gets on me, you know, it, the more akin to torture it is, it, you know, torture is not discipline. You know this, right? And Casey's kind of like, yeah, you know, more more or less, it's the same. So that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the art is still, you know, the, the standout. It's very, uh, the, the action sequences are well done. Like when Damien shows up and there's that fight scene, you can follow it really clear. Um, and, and yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kinetic without being too kinetic. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's a whole fun read. I definitely encourage people to, to be checking it out. But if you want to wait till, you know, the trade or whatever comes out, it's fully understandable. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Monkey Prince number three, I'm going to give a eight.
0: All right. There you go. Uh, (laughs) So once a month, you can make myself a car and read a book on patreoncom slash TV at one of the higher tiers. Uh, so I am going to be talking about Animal Man issue eighteen uh, from the Grant Morrison run. Um, Joe, I will say I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I woke up after a couple hours of sleep. Is this one of the issues where shit's getting weird? And I will say I don't know if a sleep deprived brain is the best time to be reading the Grant Morrison Shit Gets Weird issue, because... Well,
2: probably not. <laughs> Alternatively, <laughs> it might be the best time to read it.
0: <laughs> because...
1: You, you didn't see Scorpion Assassins, did you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um. so, the last issue, if you recall, ended with the, the character showing up who was like, his legs were disappearing and they were becoming just sketchy, mm-hmm. right? so it was getting very meta, like he was being erased from the comic book. And... It's like okay, plus you had this uh I think Lennox's name, the character who's like talking to 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 Uh that was the scene set in Scotland last time. Um we start this issue set a little bit ahead where it's uh Animal Man's neighbours are upset, like the, the the neighbor woman's crying and the guy Roger's like offering him a drink. Um and he's very, he's clearly destroyed. It's all, it's all done like a POV style this. So it's all like we're looking through animal, animal Man's POV. So we never see him. We just see kind of who he's looking at and they're looking concerned. So if you imagine like I scene in a movie where we're getting like the guy in the hospital bed's POV. So we're seeing people look concerned mm-hmm. and be upset and say, it's okay, you just have to relax, buddy. You just have to relax. Um, but it's, you know, there's some narration here from Animal Man where he's like, oh, I'm seeing like a door in the darkness and. It's almost like he's seeing, like, a computer screen and, like, the script being typed or something. Because uh, yep. I think it's the title of the issue is At Play in the Fields of the Lord, but it kind of looks like it's on a computer screen and it's just been typed. Um, and an old-school, you know, like, command.
1: Word processor.
0: I wouldn't even necessarily say word processor because that, no. that would, like, apply more formatting than this. This was more like... Okay. uh, Maybe it's just emphasized just to make it clear that it's doing, like, a stylistic mm-hmm. thing. Uh, But we cut back two days earlier and sort of like, okay, so we're going to build up. But we don't get to that point by the end of this issue. This is just the first part of this this story of getting us to this point where he's went through something and he is needing help because of it. Uh, But we cut back to the house. Uh, So this guy just showed up. Uh, He seems to be okay now. His legs have reappeared. It's always good. But... uh, He's there, he's like, these signs keep pointing me towards you. Like, I found this comic book with you in it, but now this comic book's just turned into a map. But this part in the desert circled, so maybe we should go to the desert, because that's where it's leading me now. But this is clearly something important. So, so, so something from the great beyond, and by the great beyond, I mean the real world. <laughs> the writer mm-hmm. is giving this guy hints of where to go. So... Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of bit, But interestingly, Maxine's got a bad feeling and says she doesn't want Buddy to go because she feels like her dad will never come back if she goes. Uh, so yeah. So that's, this guy, uh, his name's Highwater. I always forget his name. Uh, this guy was disappearing. His name's James Highwater. And Buddy says that he feels like he has to go with them. He feels like, you know, he's saying this to, to Ellen. Um, like, whatever this says, it's like, you know, it ties into like, the aliens in Africa. And some of the weird shit he saw there was kind of meta. He feels like it's connected. He has to go and do this. Uh, so, this issue... I mean, it is actually fairly straightforward right all Other than that opening tease. Because it is a lot of, like, him setting up who he is. Why he's there. Buddy agreeing to go with him. Uh, I will say the panel sequencing as Buddy's leaving is very well done. Because Ellen's attitude this whole time is mostly... Oh, weird stuff happens here all the time. This is nothing. Buddy's going off. But as he's walking away with high water... Uh, Buddy looks back at her, and the paneling here is really smart because it's it's just, it's just, um I was going to say eight panels, it's actually seven panels because it's just one white panel at the bottom. But so you've got like, if you imagine the top two panels are just two square panels like you would imagine in any comic book that's uh, more than a couple of decades old, meaning you've got the white border around the whole page as you do in these older comics, and you've just got two panels, almost as if it was going to be an eight uh, page. Mm-hmm. But then the two panels underneath that are a little bit smaller, so it's kind of like the the, the view is narrowing, and there's, there's more white negative space on the sides. And then the th- underneath that, they're about the same width, but the panels are getting closer into their faces. And the, what I'm getting at here is that it's really effective showing that as Buddy looks back and glances at Ellen as he's as he's leaving, there's just this look like, of concern where. It feels like they want to say more. Like they want to have to give a proper goodbye and give a proper I love you because something feels kinda of off. That this isn't quite right. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that with very little dialogue and just the way the panels are sized and the, what the close-ups are on the faces, and, and to an extent of course the performance and the the character art, but all of it creates like a feeling and like a mood for the scene that felt very distinct and effective in a way that you don't necessarily get in every page, right? This this was very just, like, straight up, like, this is the character feelings in the moment. Um, But, yeah. So, sure enough, we go off to the desert, uh, and they go up to this spot in the map, which is a, a, up a cliff, and a Buddy said, that you know, I could have just flown you up here, and he's like, ah, nah, sometimes you have to do things the hard way to, to learn the appropriate lessons and whatnot. When they go up there, there's a... Uh, Highly hallucinogenic. Uh, what was the exact word here? Uh, beans. I think it was. So <laughs> oh, something, something to take <laughs> to, to trip. Okay, Going on a vision quest. Basically, yes. That is it. And at first look, like, we shouldn't take these random things that are up here. But then eventually, they're sitting. And Buddy's like, like everything's led you to the next step of this journey. And these just magically happen to be sitting here at the exact place in the map. It feels that we should probably take these. <laughs> so. They they take them, and it's like the sky changes, it gets all bright, and we get a lot of wacky art. We get like there's like eyes and mouths coming out of the sky, and then it looks like they're looking up at planets and space. Like it, it feels properly all trippy. Um, artists having a field day here, and then a fox who goes by Foxy shows up mm-hmm. and decides to uh basically, <laughs> like I, I'm a totem. I'm here. I'm here.
2: To engage and talk about if, this. If the next issue is the one I think it is. Uh huh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, oh boy. Oh dear. Uh, it was a great
0: page here though. Uh, because the other guy, Highwater, he's like, oh yeah, my totem's uh, is like a hawk or an eagle or something like that. And Animal Man's like, why don't I have a specific one? And he's like, well, because 'cause you're connected to all the animals. And then there's like a page where he's like in negative space and. It's all the animal. I mean, it's always not every animal on Earth, but like a lot, lot of animals. a lot of animals to represent all the animals that are all surrounding them. Uh, but it's it's a very haphazard, wacky page, um, you know. And I think this is the thing compared to the first half of the issue, which is all boxes and it's all sort of traditionally framed like drama. So it's all people in boxes, and it's well done. Like like I was saying, like the way it used those boxes was really effective. But you get to this and all of a sudden all the boxes are these like just sketchy lines, and they're kind of distorted and wacky and everything's different. Uh, basically, the message that's coming through here, because it's like there's like a cave painting in front of them now and Buddy kind of looks at it and says, wait, this is warning warning of the crisis. And now it's warning of the next crisis. There's going to be a second crisis, which given the time period, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to assume maybe will past zero year at this point. Oh, zero year, sorry. Zero uh, hour? Not, zero not hour, right. that's that the was... one, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was mid, early to mid 90s. So this is still in the 80s, correct?
0: I don't know. I don't know if
2: it's still in the 80s. It started in the 80s.
1: Because <laughs> uh, I know I think, didn't it start in 88, Connor?
2: That sounds right. I think this yeah. is probably before that. Just yeah, about. So, yeah, so
1: zero hours on the crux, so. Or like, yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying.
0: If if it's, yeah. it's hitting there's something coming up soon. Mm-hmm yeah and maybe maybe a zero or a bad either way well because uh, if it's not that then what the hell is it? it's, this is
2: not a tease for infinite I, crisis <laughs> so that's part of it would it's... you really put it past grant morrison to just throw out there's gonna be another crisis True. it's okay. not it's not True. teasing something imminent but more just there's gonna be some shit down the line
0: or he or grant morrison was just smart enough to realize that there's going to be another crisis at some point yeah sooner or later there's going to be a crisis uh, so yeah, so that this gives like Buddy a sense of like what he's here to stop, but then you get like these weird, uh, like this like animal masks that are being worn. Well, not even all animals. One's like a one's an animal. One's like a sun or something. Um, and they're talking to Buddy these mysterious figures. Uh, it's like these little beings of so some... I don't know what to.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to to explain this. Oh, I can't wait to hear you talk about next issue. Yeah, I've been uh, since he's been going through these the whole I've been run, waiting. We've been waiting for yeah. the next issue, haven't we?
0: But yep. they're talking, you know, a lot of like mumbo jumbo as if something's coming. Um, I notably uh, enjoyed this part. It boils the sea, it burns the land. You can't take the sky from me. I had that last part. Yeah. Uh, come time. on, there's, a, there's some Firefly lyrics in there. Uh, but yeah, they say it truly is the mystery egg. And then the last panel, it gets really bright as if like a nuclear bomb's going off, but the actual way it's drawn, it's almost like it's a comic book sketch, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. it be blowing into Meta-ness again. Uh, so yeah, it's, and at one point, I think High Water refers to the world above, again, kind of meaning the real world in this case, so the Meta-stuff. Uh, but then we see his giant like, hawk, like his uh, tome, and then it rains, and then they finally wake up, and they think, oh, okay, is that it? okay, that was weird and trippy. But then the fox is still there talking to them, going over. That was like the overture. Like, there the, the we get to the real business. We, we're just getting started here. Which may be
2: hinting at this next issue that
0: apparently uh, it, it, has been hyped up.
2: I'm pretty sure the next issue is the one that we think it is. And it is by far the most memorable issue of the run. Mm. It so, is the, the peak of the run, probably.
1: I haven't read it, but... Reading Wizard growing up, it was always coming up, and they would list like their best issues mm-hmm. because of because of what it does and what it meant for the medium. I'm trying to talk around it because yeah, no,
2: I, I've read I don't it. I want to it's, spoil it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to say it's the most Grant Morrison issue of of the bunch in in a good
1: way though, because it is concise. It's not like him being like, oh, what do you think it is? It's very, no, it,
2: it's 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 very clear of what it's doing. It's yeah. just weird and more mm-hmm. sunny well I'll, I I look forward to it so yeah
0: there's a lot of, a lot of teasing for this next issue and this then uh, but there is a little tease at the end as well as a final page which uh, Lennox uh, the bad guy who was like talking to mirror master last issue and has been mm-hmm. up to no good uh, he shows up at the the, the baker house uh, Ellen answers the door and he just smiles and says my name is Lennox so it ends in a bit of a cliffhanger there that troubles come to the house in the meantime so that is the issue uh yeah, like I say, like my sleep-deprived brain for that back half of the issue was not the best state of mind to be reading. Then uh, I'll have to remember and try and get be a more good awake sleep.
2: next time. Yeah, that or be high. So, Those are your two options.
0: But yeah, there you go. That's uh, as animal man, issue eighteen, very good. It's
2: all mm five. Mm-hmm. All right. Who was the artist doing all that really interesting stuff on that issue? I've thrown the tablet away now. I can't tell you. <laughs>
0: God damn which issue was it pete 18 there was two hours i remember there was two hours i presume the second artist was when it got trippy uh but yes probably
2: but... um I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this real quick there you go it's the that they, they deserve an extra shout given
1: that oh it's brian is it brian Bowen brian, brian Bowen I mean...
2: definitely did a lot of stuff on that run
1: yeah yeah, yeah. let me check okay mm.
2: Um, Make sure I have the right names. is the extra shout out given. You, know, you, you talked about how the, the the really smart use of the boxes and the panel Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the, I mean, the the first name was definitely the, the regular
0: artist has done most of the issues.
1: Yeah. So Brian Boland did the did the covers, but it's just listed as one penciler as Chaz Trog.
0: Yeah, he's uh, done a lot of the, He's done a lot of the yeah. issues. Oh. So, uh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there you go. That is that is that. Uh, before we get to the special episode 300 stuff, though, we will we will do our usual wrap up of the week. Although admittedly it's going to be a weird one because there's not a lot to pick from. Uh, do, but you want, do you
2: want to guess my my best comic of the week? You only read one yeah.
0: issue, so I mean we could pretty much just guess most of your picks right from the get go. Uh, but is it Batman? <laughs> Panel slash moment. We could do best cover. Uh, I guess me and Matt can pick best art and rank some books. Although mm-hmm. I've looked at two, so it's not that much of a ranking. But well we'll see what we can do so uh, start with panel slash moment Matt what you got um nothing's really
1: popping into mind off the top of my head um I'll go from monkey prince when pigsy reveals that there's other siblings uh, cause that that's definitely a tease or something and I know mythology I know you know god figures just don't have one child. They're usually littered all over the place. So it makes sense.
2: Okay, Connor. Uh well uh, it's from Batman, believe it or not. <laughs> Shocked. Um I'm I'm just gonna go with that panel of Batman holding the size, the the ninjas. I could have sworn just... he was gonna go for the last page of the backup, but I Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean that was that was the other option, but yeah. I had to restrain myself. Yeah.
0: I I'm going with Damien's entrance to the, the bar. Uh it's good. That gave me a good chuckle. I was into it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, cover of the week. Uh, I I will jump in. Uh, there is actually a couple of good variants for both Killing Time and Batman, but I'm going to go with the uh, the Del Auto cover for Batman. That's the one with the blue background mm-hmm. and Batman sort of jumping. Oh, almost Dark Knight uh returns kind of style, but it's not in silhouette or anything. It's, yeah, it's uh, the pose. Yeah, but it's really nice.
2: It's really a pretty cover. So that's my mm-hmm. pick. Car. Yeah, there's not really any covers I love this week. Probably just not enough books to choose from. But yeah, that cover cover's probably the best of the bunch. All right, Matt. Uh,
1: I was checking the Monkey Prince. Nothing. Um, I'm gonna go with the the Jock cover for for Batman variant. It's got him in silhouette with a bunch of you know colors. Almost looks like it might have been like a ver- like a foil variant kind of.
2: It probably was.
0: But
1: it, it looks really cool. I like I like all the different colors on the silhouette of Batman.
0: Oh cool. sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. All right, well, best art of the week then. Our car can just set that out, I suppose, technically, since mm-hmm. uh just read one book. Uh, I'll go with Marquez for killing time.
1: Yeah, um, Monkey Prince is pretty strong. Chang's pretty pretty good. Uh, but yeah, it's Marquez for killing time.
0: Yeah. Okay and I'll rank killing time above batman. Yeah. Mega's <laughs> killing time Monkey he prints batman. There you go. That was the quickest wrap up section Heck. we have ever done. It was easy peasy.
1: And I demo uh how, how would you say it democratize mine by each one of them one a category. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> I mean, we're good. Yeah, uh, so I will tell you what's coming next week uh as well at this point uh just to wrap up kind of the the regular show as it were. Uh so next week we've got Wonder Woman seven eighty six, which unfortunately for us is a skip because none of us like the uh, start yeah. of the crossover. So uh as what it is. Uh Batman Catwoman issue eleven is out next week. So put ultimate issue of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Superman Son of Kalel issue ten. So that's cool. We got Batman eighty nine issue five, Batman Urban Legends, issue fourteen, Batgirls issue five. Uh we have Flashpoint Beyond issue zero, so uh, mm. We can whatever wacky shenanigans we're getting from that, we can, we can go into. And
1: that—that's the Johns issue. That's uh, yeah, the, the the, the one Johns issue. Yes,
0: um, yeah. So, uh, we got I Am Batman issue eight, Green Lantern issue twelve, Future State Gotham issue twelve, the Sandman Universe Nightmare Country issue one. Is that Titan one? I assume that uh, is the Titan one. Yeah. Uh, yep. We have Suicide Squad Blaze issue two, Naomi Season Two issue two, uh, and Mad Magazine issue twenty-five. There's actually a few more than I thought there was next week. Uh, yeah. It's not, um, not a big week still, don't get me wrong. but
1: So, can can I read the Sandman book without knowing anything about Sandman?
2: Probably. I mean, I, okay. I can't tell you for sure without having read it. Uh, no, but just
1: from what you know I, on
2: it. I'd say uh, maybe look up a Wikipedia entry on the Corinthian just to okay. get... I think as long as you know who the Corinthian is, there's probably... Okay. And, and you, you have enough general knowledge of Sandman just that you've picked up that you'll be fine the concepts
1: yeah just just of the dreaming and you know
0: i love the idea yeah. that matt's going to open this comic and the first page is going to have five editors not saying as 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 explained in sadman
2: 18 <laughs> i would like, be very surprised if you needed to know anything really um like i said, corinthian i think is going to be a, a relatively large part of the book so it's probably the only thing you'd want to look into
1: it's just tying in on this type of thing has not let me down thus far
2: Oh, I'm sure it's good. I, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I.
1: I don't want to not read it because Sandman's not my thing. So yeah.
2: Have you ever tried reading Sandman? I have not. You probably should. Yeah. It's just it's a lot. You know what I mean? So it, it is, but it's a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> I'm sure. So
0: yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, we have some bonus stuff this week, which is good because we're not that far into the show. Uh, We have a vote and some results of that vote to to go through Uh, and it was such a varied amount that uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to go through the top 10 artists as voted for by our audience, then top 10 writers. And this is also the start of the show. So this is the start of Rebirth. This Mm -hmm. is from May uh, 2016 up until now. And there was one or two sly people who tried to put in something that did not definitely did not happen <laughs> in that time. Eh. Uh, you know, the one person who put Green Lantern by Johns. I'm like, nice try, but <laughs> definitely it did wasn't not exist. Guys. Yeah, thanks so, a change. So and there was at least one other one as well that threw me. I was like, wait a minute, that's that's not from this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so oh, the top ten artists, top ten writers, and then top twenty five. Uh, books slash runs, right? So that that'll make that'll make sense once we're doing it. What, what I mean by that, um. So yeah, but we'll, we'll start off with ours, the then go writers, then go books. we enough. Uh, so we don't have to necessarily speak up about them too much. Uh, individually, but give some thoughts perhaps here or there. Uh, obviously, once we get a you get a shape of the, the, the whole ten, like maybe be surprised that some people who who didn't make it, maybe we'll be surprised some people who did. Mm-hmm. Same old, same old. Uh so number ten on the artists is Mitch Gerrits. Only ten. Mm. mm. Yeah, just scraped on there. Uh so yeah.
2: Uh number nine is Greg Smallwood. Uh, there's some heavy recency bias going on. Yeah.
1: Here. Because there's, there's not many comics with Smallwood's name on them. No, there's not. The DC.
2: That said, though, so, the six that are there yeah, are, are
3: fantastic.
0: Are pretty I,
2: exceptional. I, I don't think either of us are disputing that that he's very good, and those are six yeah. great-looking issues. But I mean, Garrod's alone has pumped out what, like, mm-hmm. thirty odd, maybe more issues over the the last few years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus covers and whatnot, like you know.
0: I mean, I, I, I can understand. I think six is enough to have a like a proper opinion on it, though. At least,
2: like, I don't think it's. Uh... It is, but if those six issues had been four years ago, I doubt it'd be on this list.
1: I don't know, man, because they are very good.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that uh, it can happen. Uh, number eight is Ivan Reis.
2: Mm. I'm disappointed that it wasn't Bill Quasiply at number eight. <laughs>
3: Have people
0: been, messed uh, up. <laughs> yeah, just people uh, I mean Ivan Reese is good. He's kind of like a he's like the dependable like king of DC house style, I guess, in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh which is yeah, you a know, good I I'm never mad that Ivan Reese is doing art on a book. No. No. Never mad. Uh am I surprised that he's higher than Mitch Gerrits? Yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes mm-hmm. I am. Uh so. Broad, broad appeal apparently uh, has its benefits.
0: There are there's definitely some surprising <laughs> things on some of these results. Uh, I will say that. Not, uh, not enough people follow
1: Mitch on Twitter. Because if they did, he would have been higher. I
2: agree with
0: that. Uh, number seven is Dan Mora.
1: Again, with the recency bias, but I'm not going to argue it because everything's been so good.
2: At least he had like a lot, a lot of stuff on Detective... Future yeah. State stuff. It's, it's kind of over a year of ongoing stuff. Yeah. At
0: that point. Yeah, yeah. He's been pretty consistently doing stuff for, for the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I love his art. So, I mean, I certainly I, I yeah. don't argue with this. I, I'm pleasantly surprised, if
2: anything, to see his name.
0: Ba- basically, what,
2: what we're saying is everyone who voted for Dan Moore on this should go and read once in the future. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, yeah, if you haven't already. I have no opinion on this subject. Out some great Dan Moore art.
0: Go, go read the first Stark of Firefly. That's that more and, art. And,
2: you know,
1: King it's Arthur... I probably love an...
2: just for that, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: King Arthur in a way I've never seen before. Literally.
2: Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. That's so good, though.
1: What if I tell you he's a zombie, Pete? <laughs>
2: it's not enough. It's not enough. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> nudge it up just a yeah. little bit of interest. <laughs> if you
0: told me it was a cyborg, we would be talking,
2: but zombie. Mm.
1: I haven't made it to the third trade. You know, <laughs> something that's very much in play.
2: I'm, I'm just saying, can't rule things out. <clears throat> alright, alright.
0: Um Yeah. No. Oh a damn more made it. Uh number six is Doc Shanner. Huh. Yeah. I'm su- surprised he's
1: not closer with Garrett's. Like people don't view them as a package deal because of
0: uh, I think Shiner
2: had his own identity long enough for all sure.
0: that. Yeah. I think people knew who Shinner was before he mm-hmm. you know he was half the, the team on. They, they, probably, they probably
2: knew Shiner before Rebirth as well yeah. for a lot, a lot well, of people.
0: He
1: he drew one of my favorite issues of all time in the God of Light from uh
2: Dark Side, oh, War. The Dark Side War stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh number five is Howard Poor. Wow. Flash bias.
1: <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of him over the
0: uh rebirth, Connor. <laughs> like a lot a lot.
2: I mean I dispute the authenticity of this list.
0: I like Howard Porter more than Carr does. I still think it's a wild name to make this top ten. Me me too. So this, me this, too. this
2: list has no meaning anymore.
1: Gar Garrett's at ten, Porter at five. I don't know. Yeah. But hey, Everyone's tastes are different. And sometimes tastes are wrong.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Well, I'll just wait until you see who's not made the list. Uh so number <laughs> number four is uh Jason Fabic. Okay. For the three jokers, is that what we're giving him? Uh I,
2: I assume so. Yeah. The, the not, button?
1: Did... What what else? What else has he done in the oh, last yeah, the, six the years? Button.
2: Yeah, yeah, the bottom. yeah. I was going to say so he definitely did some use. Batman stuff early on. you yeah. Didn't yeah. uh, did not do any tech stuff in. Maybe no, that was all pre. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. it might be just those issues. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, at least one person did give points to uh, three Jokers for the the best book. So I mean,
2: um, we have some weird listeners.
0: Yes, yeah, who we appreciate. We do, <laughs> but they can be weird. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of interesting seeing, kind of like on a broad spectrum, like how much our core listeners agree or disagree, especially when it's something we all agree
2: on. Which isn't. Well, uh, which is fair though, because I've I've said in the past, reviewers that I disagree with consistently is just as useful as reviewers I do agree with, because I know true, if true. they di- if they despise yeah. a book, I might like it a lot. So that that can be just as true. useful. So this what you're just saying is of,
0: sometimes of, we should lie and give the opposite opinion to trick people into reading books they won't like. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> this
1: yep. this just reminds me of peak pandemic when I was watching bad movies and Pete yelled at me to stop.
0: Yeah, because there's so many He's, good movies you've not seen and you were just watching trash after trash.
2: Trash is easy to watch.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I don't have to think about
0: it.
2: It's um, uh, a healthy balance. That's all I'm saying. Well, what's like shit like Riverdale, and I'm going to watch that, that Reacher show. I don't know, it looks terrible, but I don't have to think about it. Riverdale
1: off. is my perfect form of trash. Like I, I, I
2: saw the, the thing for the, the, the yeah. last, next season or whatever it is. I'm like, what the hell you, is going on?
1: You retweeted that of this is, or maybe I did and you saw it. Yeah,
2: no, I think I retweeted it from someone yeah. else. I'm just yeah, like, and I don't was, understand.
1: This is really happening on the show. And Pete, it sounded like all made up things. Like someone just reaching yeah.
2: I, I, I just I don't even know if I'll find
0: it now. They just put I'll a bunch of it. random words in a hat and pull pull like five out and say, okay, and that's that, that's our plots for this season.
1: Right. And then and then right underneath it it goes, I'm not making any of these up. These are all real story points this season, and I cannot wait for them to all go up on Netflix. Uh,
2: yeah, here, here you go. Uh Riverdale has returned for a four-month AS after its multiverse story with the reveal that Archie and Betty now have superpowers. After losing his hearing, Jughead will have a sort of version of the Daredevil story in the next episode of Riverdale.
0: Wait, I just... just, So, so, do do Archie and Betty actually have superpowers now?
2: I don't know. I'm not up to date. Archie already had
0: superpowers. He wrestled a bear. (laughs) When I watched season one, it was ridiculous, but there was no superpowers. Oh, 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 it got way more ridiculous
2: after season one.
1: Also, Cheryl's possessed by her dead ancestor who's a witch. I saw, <laughs> I saw that on there, and I'm like, yes, Sabrina's showing up. Hook it to my veins.
0: Oh, All right, yeah, back to this top insane. ten. Back to this top ten artist list. <laughs> Jesus. Um, number three is Gary Frank. Okay. I,
2: I mean, is... I'm pretty sure it's just Doomsday Clock, but that's well-deserved. Yeah. And some covers. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one big
0: 12-issue book is more than... Like, this, this, oh, is, it is, yeah. this
2: should not all be counted on just how much the artist I, no, has done. I, no, I'm not counting on that. I'm saying I, I don't think there's anything else major that he's done. In, yeah, but you've said that for like
0: book. six of these days, you've said wait, oh, well, there's this, this, like, only oh, like five issues. Uh, I'm not going to argue, Gary, Frank. I
2: literally have said it for two.
1: Because everything everything Frank does is always so detailed, and it's, it's worth the wait,
2: you know? I agree.
0: Someone's oh. dropping something. Uh, but yes, Gary Frank is, uh, is, who's dropping hot takes?
2: I don't know. This list with Howard Porter, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, number two is Jorge Jimenez. That's
2: well-deserved, yeah. Jimenez?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's probably a bit higher than I'd like compared to some of the other names that I could have. Like, I would definitely have uh Gerrard's up a bit higher. I
2: definitely have
0: mm-hmm. like I can, uh, I can
2: think of other names that I would have on this list that I, I'm assuming are not on here at all, but that I would have over Jimenez. But Jimenez definitely deserves a spot on the list, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, don't disagree. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say some names that I think, uh, that didn't make it, it. Should have made it, but I should probably read, reveal number one before I start doing yeah. that. Yeah, no uh, yeah. So yeah, number one is Bruno Redondo. Uh, so that's fair. Yeah.
1: For for as weird as as some of our listeners are, they are also like a clock.
0: Uh,
1: spot on. I
2: I, I can't possibly imagine who might be the number one writer. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's why I put out
0: here, that, uh, I mean, I mean that doesn't really bother Cora as much, but, uh, Matt, did you, did you notice that Fornes isn't, like, No No, yeah. no Fornaz, no Blanco. What are we doing? No Blanco? Yeah,
2: um, no Liam Sharp. No, no. Nicholas Scott. Philquise Evely? No yeah. Evely. No, yeah, yeah. No,
0: uh, yeah. So, I mean, it shows obviously there's a lot to choose from, first off. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing, but, uh... You know, I mean there was always a chance I thought Bogdanovich might sneak on there. I'd have
2: been maybe a little bit more surprised, but then again, I doubt that. Howard
0: Porter surprised.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I would have been less surprised to have Bogdanovich no, on there No, no honest.
1: Perkins after you know no Jimmy Perkins.
0: Olsen and Swamp Thing. Um I mean surprised. I I am not surprised Perkins I mean, didn't Lois. quite make it, but uh, yeah, Lois is the one they did, yeah. That, oh Lois, I'm sorry. Yeah. It
1: was um uh that was yeah um, he also did an arc in yeah, uh, right. Green
0: Lanterns as well that was where we first yep. so started the, like, the final arc right yep. it, it was near the end I don't know if it was the very final one but yeah it was near the end for sure yeah
3: oh,
0: man I miss that book as do I as do I so uh, so just to, just to sort of reiterate that, that, that list quickly uh, Mitch is at number 10 Greg Smallwood at number 9 Ivan Reese at number 8 number 7 was Dan Mora number 6 is Doc Shader number 5 is Howard Porter number 4 is Jason Fabic Number three, Gary Frank, number two, Jorge Jimenez. and number one, Bruno Redondo. So that is the top ten artist in the last six years of DC as voted for by the audience. Which will lead us on to the writers list. Mm-hmm. And oh boy. We'll see how this goes. Tom now, Taylor at one, yeah. Number ten. I'm not really nothing. Till we get there. Number ten is Jean Yun Lang. Uh oh, Jean Yulun Yang, sorry. There, yeah. I think it's an interesting pick. Uh, I really like New
2: Superman. Um, I, I know the fans of his work are, are really, fans, right? sure. they really love what he does. Yeah, the hardcore. It, it, it's like him, yeah. Matt with with Mark Russell.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, I I think uh, um, I I really love New Superman, and I think everything else that he's done has been solid enough. But it is also telling that I eventually dropped dropped his terrifics. I eventually dropped his Batman Superman. Yeah, so. Just Superman is the only thing by him that I have actually stuck with, and I've really, I really like Just Superman. Uh, yep. So he probably made a top ten for me just purely based on the fact that there's only one thing he's done that I've really wanted to stick with. But
1: yeah, uh, he also did Superman Smashes the Clan.
0: He did, yeah, which yeah.
1: Was, was well received. So, um mm. and now he's doing Monkey Prints. So yeah, just consistent uh, across the board.
2: I kind of like I've kind of bounced off everything I've tried from him, mm-hmm. I, I, but I don't like hate his work it's it's not like i have a, a visceral reaction against yeah. it it's just doesn't really click for me you know or at least most of the times i've tried it mm-hmm. hmm. uh, number nine is rarvan day
0: okay hawkman to and pals
2: been a minute i um, mean th- those doing... two books alone covered yeah like three or four years of this show uh, and plus, yeah. uh, pretty consistently Freedom Fighters, right? Was that? Freedom Fighters. Freedom Fighters
1: was yeah. good. He's he is he doing the Superman one? Is he doing the World uh, or the Krypton? No, one? he's
2: doing the seventy-eight, right? Seventy-eight, okay. Mm. And um, you you also have the uh the the, the ones that were digitally published during the, the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, uh, that Superman was
1: pretty good. Uh, he had some really good issues with Justice League. Uh, was the kind of.
2: Two issue and, ones. Yeah, a really solid, dependable writer yeah. for most of Rebirth. And it's, yeah, you know, it's only recently we've not really had a lot from him. Yeah. I mean, he's been a little bit, uh, you know, because I, I wasn't any Hall and
0: Pals. So, uh-huh. uh, but I, I, and I didn't really get into Hawkman that much either. <laughs> I only read like, the first issue of that. So I've not really got the same feeling towards Venditti. Uh, I'm I'm a bit more distant from him, so uh, definitely would be making my top ten. Uh, I would say He'd that he
2: probably make mine. And to be fair, he would be on the lower end of the top ten. So this is mm. reasonable mm-hmm. placement for me.
0: Okay, okay. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, this is probably like episode
0: four hundred. Probably us doing our versions of this individually, <laughs> but with an extra couple of years to. I mean, surely you to... save that for five hundred. 500? What about the 400
1: then? Uh, Connor's still not reading Tom King. Just on principle. So, like, I've made it this long. I don't need it anymore.
0: But, okay, fine. Episode 400 is going to be a huge quiz then that takes like three hours. That's what, that's what no!
1: Huge quiz yes! Three hours no! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, you don't know it yet, but uh, episode 400 is going to land on a really busy week and we're just going to have to talk about all the comics.
0: I'll just have to be a long episode, that's all that's all that is. Look, look. The the runtime limit on on Patreon for the audio, we can get about, I think, eight hours before they, they cut us off. So we got plenty of room to play with, alright? Plenty of room. No. <laughs> You got plenty
2: no. of room till me and Matt just hit the end call <laughs>
0: <button. laughs> Yep. <laughs> ah, stop it, spoil sports. Uh number eight is Ram V. Fair? That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been a big fans of his work. Uh, You know, to kind of impressed across multiple things. Uh, Maybe a little on the recency bias to an extent with this one. But I wouldn't say that
2: the the, the, the previous two entries were recency bias in any way. No. So, no. Um, and and Remember it's still going back probably almost two years at this point. is Catwoman started close yeah. to that, right? We'll yeah, something like that. Because it, it was before being... Future State.
1: Yeah, started at twenty five because I I had a I remember I read I read that issue twenty five it had the lead in
2: it did you right
1: and so I was like I don't know if I want and then I it was into the thirties when I decided to get caught up so
0: yeah and it's in, it's in the low forties now the book obviously it's not him anymore but just in terms yeah of
1: yeah, yeah
0: like how long ago that was yeah uh yeah so now Ramsey's a good pick uh lovely swamp thing uh excited for whatever he does next uh number
2: seven. It's Scott Snyder.
3: Wow. I
2: mean, Justice League. That, that makes sense be Justice League, the metals. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's All, that, high. Uh, so that not wow All-Star was. Batman. Yeah, all-star Batman. It was all-star Batman, yeah. yeah. So I guess um, it's, like, not that shocking to me that people liked a lot of that work. And plus the uh, Black Label book he did for Batman. Yeah. Yes. What was uh, the thing? Last Night on Earth. Yeah, that,
0: that's the one. I, I can't remember the name of it for life of me, but...
1: No, and, and again, I don't know if I got trampled. That, that, I was surprised it wasn't higher. Six. I figured he'd pop the top five. Mm. Because he was really, really into the to the beginning of Rebirth. You know, the
0: Justice League and whatnot, so... Yeah, probably not one that would rank super high for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit more mixed on his Justice League. And some of his Batman stuff kind of like fell away for me I, I did enjoy the metals by and large there definitely is some silliness mm-hmm. in them but uh, they were fun events but hey uh, Scott Snyder number seven and uh, number six is Peter Tomasi
2: that is surprising to me I was surprised and, and by this and not that I dislike Tomasi because I, I think he's pretty yeah. solid but you know he didn't have the the hottest Superman run in Rebirth by the end it, yeah, start, yeah. It,
0: start, it started off great, but it just it, 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 was dwindled. Yeah, it um, dwindled. Yeah, it dwindled heavily after we after we got to like, the teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started to dwindle significantly.
1: Yeah, that that fairy issue was still so good though. Yeah, I think but, that's the one I got signed by
0: him. But there was like yeah, thirty more issues then there's after also that, the,
1: uh... <laughs> the the reading the plaques issue.
0: Yeah, reading the plaques. Oh god, issue. yeah, that that's the counterpoint to the the fair issue. But that, also, that is your suns. polar opposites. Yeah.
1: But also yeah. *Super Sons*? *Super uh, Sons* is a
2: perfectly solid, dependable book,
0: right? Yeah, yeah it was a yeah. fun time, but it is one that I kind of fell away from once they, you know, because they relaunched it and all that, and I just kind of stayed away. It's at that the point. sort of
2: book that I will definitely just sit and binge read at some point. That, like, yeah. yeah, this is solid. Um, but it, it was something I didn't feel like I needed to keep up mm-hmm. with and talk uh, about on a consistent basis.
1: We, we didn't cover it on the show, but I, I read the, you know, Superman, Robin team-up book that he did. Uh, that was dealing with with. John being Superman and Robin no longer, you know, wanting to get out of Bruce's shadow. And that was pretty good. It felt like definitely an extension of Super Sons. So and that was the mm-hmm. most recent thing from Tomasi. And that was a couple of months ago at this
0: point. Yeah. Not as many as active recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Number five is Jeff Johns. And I have to imagine this is largely for Doomsday Clock and not much else. Yep. Well, hey, you got that one guy who loved Three Jokers. That, that's true. I mean, Jokers this is the thing. People. I love Doomsday Clock. I I think because it is just Doomsday Clock, I probably might not r- rate him on the top ten. Mm-hmm.
2: But for, you know, for You giving time me period, shit for saying this about artists, and you you do. Oh, it's just Doomsday. It's because Clock. we
1: said it for three of them. That was well justified to me, Connor.
0: Uh, but yeah, I I'm just I'm just saying. Look, I I never said that I would definitely put say Smallwood. Onto a t- and in this case, top five, that's what people were doing. Um, mm. but man, people had
2: small in their top five. That is wow.
0: This is just a, a, a portion of Connor judging everyone constantly. That's all Connor's doing. hey. It,
2: it, look, if we're doing the 300th episode celebration, I might as well lean into what I am. <laughs> I'm judging all of you, you two included. There
0: was at least one comment that said, Keep picking on Connor, and I feel like right now they're like. Yelling, saying "Do it, do it!" <laughs> so that's what a am for. Uh, yeah. So number five is Jeff Johnson. Number four, Tom King. Okay. I expected to rank highly. Uh-huh. Uh, the honestly, the gluttony of the twelve issue series that he's been doing <laughs> now. Uh
1: and human target. Strange Adventures,
0: Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle. It's it's a yeah. embarrassment of riches, and yes, those heroes yep. and crazes. Yes, the Batman Bat one Cat. went off rails a bit, but still a pretty impressive lineup. Uh,
1: we, we we don't talk about HIC. It's the first rule of comics from the multiverse.
0: I just made that up. That's never been a rule. say so
2: that that's the first rule. Is it second
1: second rule? We don't talk about HIC.
0: No, the the first the first rule is who is Connor Kent.
1: Uh. <laughs> I still remember Connor isn't, and it still makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: I, think, I think the first rule is you, you have to be able to recognize Starfire.
0: <laughs> yeah, now the Who is Connor Kent thing started first. I'm not even going really to accept this bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, top K number four. Uh, number three! Getting into some heat competition here. James mm-hmm. the IV. Makes a James? lot of sense. Long detective yeah. run. Reasonable Batman, Batman run. Justice League Dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like
2: Wide plethora. And then you can even throw a nice house in the lake as well. Yeah, uh, it's been a staple at DC since Rebirth. And, you know, yeah. b- driving a lot of things in yeah, you know, a few different corners. And he, I mean, he, claimed, he, he, plotted-
0: he claimed he was leaving, yeah. but then they pulled him back in with a Sandman thing. So I'm hoping they just keep, yeah. like... No, no, no! There's one more thing. There's, a, there's yeah. a dull little dream project for you, James. You don't want to go completely. Come on.
1: Well, and he plotted, or at least co-plotted, the DC versus vampires, right?
0: So his name's still. I think that was, up. yeah,
2: that was all his idea, and then yeah. because he stepped away, someone else kind Rosenberg. of. Rosenberg. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, so that's number four, or sorry, number three. That is James. Tain. Uh Number two is Tom Taylor. What?
2: <laughs> Who the hell's number one? You'll find out in a minute. We've already had Tom King. Those, those yes, are I swear, my
1: chip If you say the name, I think you're going to say number one. I'm going to lose it.
2: <laughs> Wait, what name? What name is I that? We'll get there. Because surely the only one left I can think of is Williamson, but surely not. <laughs>
0: I'm an agent of chaos. This result did surprise me. It did. Who oh, we, well, first of all, let's just say yes, Tom Taylor, very deserving of being in high yes. in the top ten. Should have been number one, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's why Patron we were saint! Shot. Patron saint of comics from the multiverse, Tom Taylor.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Alright. So number one... Don't say it. <laughs> Th- Does Matt think I'm going to say Scott Lobdell? Because if, no. if you throw out that name, I'm going
2: to, th- I'm no. slamming the mic away again. No, we,
1: but that's the name that doesn't. We haven't had to mention that name in all. But if
2: it's this other name, I
0: don't know who is worried. I'm going to say.
2: I I don't either. That's what I said. Like Williamson, I the one. I'm Williamson. Reasonably expecting based on the body of work, but also I would have been. I, I will be shocked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, number one is Joshua Williamson. Okay, who?
2: You are you so worried about Bendis? Uh, oh, yeah. Joe, oh, ben- <laughs> you know, it never even crossed my mind that people yeah. might avoid Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'll be honest, I forgot Bendis worked at DC. Yeah, though. not yeah. not not a lot of
0: points for Bendis. Uh, I I am surprised at Williamson winning and yeah? Williamson getting so many points. That kind of shocked me a little bit. This this makes up for Robin uh, not getting its place in the top ten. So. I th- I think Williamson is very hit and miss, and he would not be on my top ten writers for the last six years.
2: If he uh, if he was going to be on it, it would be scraping on at the bottom. Yeah, and even that I think is unlikely.
0: I I I think I can easily do a top ten writers at DC the last six years, and I don't think Williamson would sniff the top ten. And I don't mean that to like you know. Shit on him! Like, I think he's done some good stuff. I think he's got some promising stuff in the works, but like, in no way, shape, or form am I putting him above Taylor, Tain, and King. Uh, I mean, some of the I names, think... some of the names we even haven't, that didn't make the list. You know, like Rocker. I mean, I know obviously it's been
2: a while. Yeah, not really enough in the Rebirth era. Mm-hmm. Long. You, 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 had, you had Wonder Woman, and you had Lois. Yeah, right?
0: twenty-five issue run out of twelve issue money. That's that's plenty. I suppose, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh I'd you know, I'd be
0: arguing maybe for some Tamaki love. Yeah. Uh be- between obviously our tech run and being super. Uh I don't mm-hmm. know what a woman run as well to an extent. Uh mm-hmm. it wasn't our best.
2: Bit uh, more of a uh, mixed bag, that yeah. one. Started yeah. strong, but Yeah. Um fizzled.
0: You know, yeah, there's there's a lot of
2: off the names. top of my head, it would have been like literally like top three you're looking at Taylor Tynan and Ram B, I think, off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, order TBD.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's a weird thing. If I mentioned, I was going to say some of the artists that didn't make the, the artist list. Uh, Liam uh, Sharp? Yeah, Liam Sharp. Uh, oh, we did kind of say this actually, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was yeah. surprised Matt wasn't pissed a bit, Bill Cressively,
2: not.
1: I was. know, but no one, no one carries that torch like I do. So, I
2: mean, but. I'm a little bit more surprised after. Um, tomorrow. after Supergirl, yeah, because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. there, there was Wonder Woman issue 8, but also the mm-hmm. she spent a lot of time working on the Sandman Dreaming stuff, mm-hmm. which, while it was awesome. de- definitely counts towards, you know, this being in that yeah. Rebirth era of DC published comics, inevitably less people I read just... that than, than mainline yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's your writers and artists, uh, so I'll just reiterate the top 10 writers very quickly. Uh Gene Liun Yang, number ten, number nine, Robert Vendetti, number eight, Ram V, number seven, Scott Snyder, number six, Pierre Tomasi, number five, Jeff Johns, number four, Tom King, number three, James in the fourth, number two, Tom Taylor, and number one,
2: Joshua Williamson, somehow. <laughs> this, this no, what I will say is this is why Williamson is writing everything right now. This is why DC yeah. are giving him the keys to yeah. to push the thing. Because clearly it, it's like he him. has an appeal and it's uh, I assume that means his stuff's selling pretty well as you know to back that up despite our mixed feelings on him when he hits it hits super well,
1: but when he misses it it's misses just as
0: hard yeah, yeah. so you know um, yeah, yeah I don't know if I guess I agree with that sentiment just in the sense that I think he can be good and then he's got his weaknesses. I don't think when Williamson's good, he hits the peaks that
2: most of the other writers I, 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 don't I would put think, up of him do. I think he's maybe more consistent than some of the others. He has a lot of, like, solid issues. I don't think, you know, I don't think any of his best work touches Tynan's or Taylor's. You know, even half the people on that list, frankly.
1: Yeah, yeah I like Williamson a lot, but he'd still be number four on my list.
2: Oh. So. But I, I guess... Our audience is representative of the uh I guess they are the the the, the DC audience at large, and so, that's why DC editorial are giving us all the Williamson in the world.
0: Hmm. Alright then. Uh well the juicy list then is the, the books themselves. And uh oh there were so many different, you know, books and runs that got points here. So obviously you could have two different runs from the same book uh, as separate entries. Uh, assuming they're, you know, meaty enough to actually kind of work So, that. things like Tom
2: King's Batman and... Yeah, and
0: Tynan's Batman. Tynan's Batman. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and people,
2: you know, adhere to that quite easily. No one was really confused by yeah. it. Uh, That's good. So... I think most people listening to this are comic book fans enough to have understood the, the distinguishing between runs. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the top 25 because there were so many that it just it
0: feels like it's a nice varied list that uh, it's worth doing. There's still a lot of good stuff left out as well. Uh, and there's a few surprising things on here. Uh so number twenty-five is Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Huh. So just rip it out of that top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh number twenty-four is Wonder Woman by Greg Rucka. Should have been higher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should have been higher. <laughs> He's so upset. Uh I I mean I would have this higher, I think, than twenty four, yeah. but uh Maybe this is a case of it because it was right at the start. People, have yeah, it I would have had it higher as well.
2: And you've got the thing as well that it's essentially two runs because you've got the, the year yep. one stuff and then the, the other stuff as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but that no, is excellent, though. I am glad it made it in some form. Uh, number 23 this one's a lot surprising, uh, and it is a recent ish one, uh, but it is Robin and Batman
2: by Jeff Lemire.
1: Okay, I mean, how'd that win art too?
0: So, yeah,
2: if anything, I'm a yeah. little bit surprised LeMay didn't sneak onto the writers list yeah. at all.
0: Um, I think that is a case of him just like not having that much. Because, I mean, it's that three issue mini. What else did he do during since the start yeah, of the Terrifics. Yeah, okay, At yeah, the For like 12 issues or whatever it was, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah.
2: Um, That's pretty much I'm it, sure. though. Isn't it? Is it? I mean, maybe they odd, like, one well, or. Well, he's something. obviously got the, the current Swamp Thing thing as Great well. He we only had one issue of, but. Oh yeah. yeah, of course, of course. About that, um, I don't know if there is any more. I, I'm kind of blanking at the minute, to be honest. But
0: it's, it's definitely a late amount compared to what he's done in the past, though. Because like during New mm-hmm. Fifty Two, he was very active. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's number twenty three. Number twenty two is Superman smashes the Clan. So
2: that's an interesting one. Uh, do wonder how much of these are going to be miniseries by the end, by like the top half of the list. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, that's not even a miniseries. Well, no, it was, cause it was really three issues, no, wasn't it? Three issues mini, yeah. Yeah,
0: Was the reason I was thinking that was well the young adult like straight to no. graphic novels.
1: No, but it, it is in that style. Um, it feels like one. Are... I
2: think they yeah. collected it with those, but yeah. it, it is a three-issue mini originally. Okay, okay.
0: Uh, number 21 is Aquaman by Dan Abnett. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave this one quite a bit in it. Uh, Another consistent one, you know. You know, when it built and it, it got better as well, which I I, mm-hmm. I really liked. Um, you know, I was really fond of that stuff once Cedric was on board as the artist. But even even right before that, with the horror stuff, like I was I was super into. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is kind of weird now. That, I mean, there's like Aqua Minis happening right now, but we don't have like yeah. a proper Aquaman ongoing. So, uh, it's about to start, right? Aquaman. Is that ongoing? I think yeah. so. Was I it? believe okay. so. All right, fair enough. Uh, oh, okay, I stand corrected then.
2: I think we're just kind of out the loop because we didn't read all the minis and this is kind of following on from that, this era of Aquaman yeah. content.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I miss having an Aquaman that I was into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to give something more accurate. Uh, but that's number 21. Uh, number 20 is Strange Adventures by Tom King.
3: Hmm. A little bit more but, than lower than yeah. Expected, yeah. Yeah, I thought. Maybe lower than I
0: expected. I honestly thought this would be higher. Uh, yeah. But that maybe shows that there is maybe some variance in the audience, and some people do skew towards more the mainstream comics. I swear unless, to God, if
2: Williamson's Flash is the number one book.
0: Unless they are <laughs> more arty books. <laughs> they go, hey,
1: quantity over quality. That's what they would say.
2: <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's necessarily that, but I think a lot some people just like mainline continuity and just being part of that larger whole
0: yeah, no, not everyone's going to be at the Black Label stuff and the, the Twelve Bishop Prestige books, and that's cool, that's
2: fine. Uh, I know um, Tom King posted a thing in his newsletter recently about you know being in continuity or not with his Black Label books. Um, it, it basically boiled out of the controversy of the, the Last Human Target issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically boiled down to him going, sure, there's some of them that are explicitly not or explicitly are, but for the most part, he he goes, treat them like killing joke. They're not continuity unless people decide later that they are.
1: Here comes Pete's writing campaign for Guy Gardner. <laughs> so yeah,
2: basically his his response was, if editors, creators, and and fans want this to be what happens to Guy Gardner, essentially this is what will happen to Guy Gardner. Okay, you know, that well will end up being written into continuity.
0: From this point forth, the start of every episode of this show is going to have a, just a big text screen saying Guy Gardner is dead. Should
1: not it's like the it's it's like the ending uh, card from Quantum Leap.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh of me, I'm not sure if I I'm glad that that spoiled for me if I ever watch Quantum Leap that I know that the yeah. because it's just it's one of those things you can share on Twitter so often that you just that yeah you have seen it multiple yeah. times. Uh, so I would say what it what it says for the no. audience. So keep your mouth yeah. shut, Matt, because Matt, you're prone to spoiling things as <laughs> we have recently discovered. Yes, uh, I know.
1: Also, I'm very, very tired. I'm not that tired today, so I'm good to talk around things. But... The
0: coffee's yeah. kicked in by now, at least. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I think you drop in a title card at the end of your show, just like such a bummer. Uh, just, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that was number twenty with Strange Adventures. So yeah, interesting to see that a bit lower down. Uh, I would definitely have that much higher. Uh, number nineteen is Super Suns. Well?
2: I guess it has its audience. Oh yeah. uh, see see's
1: why uh Tomasu is uh, you know
2: up near the top of that
1: writer
0: list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh number eighteen is Justice League Dark by Tynan. Hell yeah. hmm Sure. Okay. Uh number 17 is Deceased. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh people just said deceased. I just kinda took it to mean all of deceased.
1: Uh, as a yeah, whole, yeah. right? Not you know I
0: would too at that point. No. Yeah.
1: Uh, Unkillables though is probably my favorite. Of those,
0: I think we all agree with that. Right? Yeah, I say, yeah. yeah, I said that too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good stuff all around. Uh, number 16 is Green Lanterns by Sam Humphreys.
2: Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Missed that book, I missed that too. I'm kind of hope pal really... pals is higher than that now on this list, but I just I, I... I prefer that overall. Yeah, but you're wrong, so well, let's see if the audience agrees with me. Well, we shall see. We'll see. I don't mind telling them they're wrong. No, I don't either. I just did it, like, six times. I
1: love when Pete's voice goes up like that, because he sounds like a like a sketch character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we shall see! <laughs>
3: uh,
0: number 15 is Rorschach. So, another Tom King prestige book. The third one on this list. Again, Supergirl I expected to be a bit lower. I think this, in Strange Adventures, I expected to be a, a bit higher. So again, maybe maybe that's the contrast between our taste and maybe, other, you know, some folk who just really like the mainstream like
2: continuity stuff. Maybe there's people who are just like me who are just not so hot on Tom King. Or oh, wrong people, you mean? Yes, I. I, yes. I
1: mean, Rorschach is some of my favorite thing Tom King's done. So, you
0: know. Yeah, great thriller, great great mystery and character study. great stuff. Uh, number fourteen is the Swamp Thing. By Rambi, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Still, still going. So. Yeah. Please, this, this, please go. This, please, I this, uh, yeah, maybe a little recency
2: in this one, but twelve issues though, plus the future state. Oh, 10. 10. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. eleven. Uh, it, eleven issues plus those future yeah. states mm-hmm. What we had, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's so that's a reasonable chunk still of a run.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean sure. that I would still stick up for it based off of just the the first part. Before
0: season two, that's. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't know if I'd put it above, say, Rorschach is Strange Adventures, but like, I, I would. Do, I do love. It. Well, I know you would. Yeah. Like, would you... yeah.
1: Maybe not over Rorschach, um. But yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that's number fourteen. Number thirteen is Justice League by Scott Snyder.
2: I can get behind this.
0: I wasn't as yeah. I I thought it was a bit all over the place,
2: but as it as it went and go kept going, but I think it's a good example of like. You know, this is what DC Comics has been for rebirth. Mm. But I think it encapsulates a lot of the approach and the style of stories that we had in in the mainline continuity. That is not obviously the all the, the side weirder things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So that, yeah, I
2: that was a good what thirty
0: issue run, something like that. I mm-hmm. don't remember the exact yeah. amount. Plus plus metals. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which are not included with it. Metals are their own thing, but yeah, but they they kind of. In the, the Snyder Justice League canon, aren't they? Yeah. They,
0: they weave in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number twelve is one that I didn't read. Is it Hawkman? It's Hawkman.
2: Yeah. Good job guys.
0: Yeah. This this I mean if so anything anyway. deserves
2: to be a top ten book, but, but I'll take yeah. twelve.
0: <laughs> uh all right, we're getting really juicy now. Uh number eleven, Suicide Squad by Tom Taylor.
2: Okay. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I can love with it. I, I, I mean, I love the book. Um, yeah. but if I've, I'm only picking one or two Tom Taylor books to make it to the top ten, would Suicide Squad be one that I fight for?
2: But, but I bet there were some people who submitted a top list of just Tom Taylor books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, of course they did. I mean, uh, of course some people did. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, yeah. Uh. So yeah, Suicide Squad number eleven, and number ten, the human target.
2: This is recency over, over yeah, the other yeah, Tom King. He's, may,
0: he's, maybe it's recency, but I also do think it's excellent, and it may end up being my favorite by the time
2: it's done. Which is fair, but if if it ends, if it has a poor ending in, in tanks, right? Not, 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 that? Not, not, not that I'm suggesting it will by yeah, any means, yeah. but more just. This much higher than, what was the, the, was was Rorschach the next highest one? And that was at like 15, I think. Yeah, yeah. Strange
1: Adventures. And then. Both of uh, those have the,
2: the complete surreal. thing there. It's crazy to me that this is higher than. So, than so far
1: there's, there's been no Williamson.
2: Yeah, they're, they're saving them all for the top. <laughs> yeah. I, I am glad though that in theory this means Mr. Miracle is the highest rated of the Tom King minis. Maybe. Because that's the one that I would want to be the highest personally. That, or it's not there at all, which is much more concerning.
1: Because <laughs> so like, being that's the only one that I've read.
2: Uh,
1: I read. I know you are Strange Super Adventures. Joe and yeah, Strange I... Adventures, yeah. Let me have my joke.
0: No. Number nine. Mister Miracle. Oh, there we go.
1: I'd fight for that being higher,
0: but. You know. Honestly, all the Tom King books... It may be Human Target because it is still only halfway through, but like all the Tom King books, I would nudge up a bit. <laughs> like, all yeah. of them. In some cases, Rorschach I'd have much higher, because I think that's argu- arguably the best one. Arguably. I don't know yet. Yeah, I'd have to think about it, but arguably. When you say the best one,
2: you mean Tom King Mini, not Book of Rebirth. Yes, right? yes. But Tom King Mini, not Book of Rebirth.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, but, Yes.
0: Uh, so yes, number nine is Mister Miracle. Obviously, it was excellent. It was, it was, it was, the, it, it was the first real Tom King book in many ways. And in terms of what I think of Tom King now, that was the first one. So at DC, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and some people would say Omega Man, but I've not read Omega Man. I'm talking about what yeah, I Mega discovered. Was, it was bad. I tried Omega Man. It wasn't for me. Uh, uh, yes, I've heard other people say differently, but the uh, guess. Uh, so no, Kyle's I'm... in it though, Pete. So maybe someone on Patreon should make him read it. Sure, <laughs> it doesn't sound that much like torture unless your t- two attitudes end up translating to me. Uh, number eight is Superman by Peter Tomasi. That's too,
2: high. <laughs> <laughs> that's too if, high. If this looks have like been done in the first year of Rebirth, fine.
0: Yeah, that, this is the thing though. Like, there's a couple where all oh, recency biased but we get to this one. It's like, well, this is not recency yeah. bias. This is the opposite. That's <laughs> bizarre.
2: That's them forgetting how it ended. It's, it's rose-tinted it glasses, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, it's
0: not even how it ended, though. It, it started going downhill in the teens. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. half the run was... Yeah, that's what good. I'm saying. Yeah, more than half, I would say, even, to the, be the, honest. The back,
1: the back half. But that said, the Dinosaur Island story I just remembered, that was a lot of fun.
0: I think um, I, I really liked the first 12, and then there was that great issue with the, like the kids who had cancer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, which was was a one-off somewhere in the middle of the, the run, but... The yeah yeah I I thought this really went downhill uh after a bit so I I would not even have it in the t- top twenty five.
2: I remember us all sharing that opinion when we did our annual episodes like yes. the first year that was like top spot like one or two it was it was right up there and the second year it was like well that that kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah,
0: so we we all felt that way. So I you know I was surprised to see some people do still hold that in high regard and like the whole thing, which fair enough. You know, part of the reason of us all shouting, I mean, obviously we have differing opinions, but at the same time, we all still became friends, because there's obviously some amount of overlap, so naturally mm-hmm. there's going to be some things all three of us agree on that don't necessarily end up with everyone. Uh, and that's okay. But, uh, yeah, Superman by Tomasi at number eight. Number seven. Interest. <laughs> that's actually really funny. This is back to back. Action Comics by Dan Jurgens.
2: Okay. It's another one where it's that's a solid mid tier run. But even at the time yeah. it was just a mid tier run. I I would I think this would get on my top
0: 25. if I was doing a top twenty five, but it's hard to imagine what my top twenty five would be. Yeah. I feel like this would make my twenty five because I really like good chunks of this action comic run. Mm-hmm. But
2: in in the single digits? No in so the single
0: much. digits, no. It would it, I, would, it would be a lower no. down in the top
2: twenty five. But I think I liked it has it. a problem where it was elevated importance because it was the one answering some of the rebirth questions. Yeah. But that wasn't, that had the, um, but that wasn't my favorite stuff though. My favorite stuff was
0: uh see when there's like the Zod and his whole family and like so all the super family came together mm-hmm. to fight them. Like that was my favorite
2: arc of that, that run. I, I'm not yeah. no, I'm saying I think in the the zeitgeist of people. It was the Mr. Oz, this, Oz, it was the all Mr. All Oz, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, Superman Reborn. Like yeah. those those elements kind of gave it extra weight as opposed to some of the other books at the time. And that that's probably stuck with people a bit more.
0: Yeah. I am um, I'm, I'm pleased that, even if it was just so nar- narrowly, I'm kind of pleased to it beat Tomasi's Superman, though, because I do think ultimately it was the better in the long run. Yeah.
1: No, you're not wrong.
0: Uh, yeah, agreed. Even, even though it started with the... because I mean, that, that started with the Doomsday arc, and it was like, oh, this is like, we're doing Doomsday again. But after that, it, it kind of was like, oh, this is the solid book. This is the dependable book.
2: It was rarely flashy.
0: Yeah. It was usually solid, yeah. Uh, so that was number seven. Number six. Robin by Joshua Williamson. Okay. Man, these people are crazy.
2: That is too high. That good. It, it might be too high, but... You know. That that was like a fine placement for books in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> not for books of all of Rebirth.
0: Yeah, I... I, I mean, it it may be my top 25. I may just scrape out my top 25 at the current status.
2: But not, not number six. That's <laughs> just... just man what steel does Williamson have with the general public that we don't know
0: about <laughs> I don't know um but that's number six uh obviously a really good book but uh, it's really a bit high uh number five action comics by Philip Kennedy Johnson okay here's the thing this is also only you know a chunk into his run but yeah. all of us have got this feeling that this is an all timer. <laughs>
2: If, yeah. if if we're counting the future state stuff as kind of part of this run, which yeah. I I arguably would given it's yeah. in the war world Te- technically
0: you also include a couple issues of Superman,
2: but that's not really neither here nor Yeah, there. yeah. We're yeah. we're about, you know, a year and a half at this point coming up on if you you know, worth of issues including like the those Superman issues.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. Which um a pretty healthy chunk.
0: It's been pretty special though, and it is kind of like yeah. It would have to be disappointing, like it, like if we get to like the end of next year or two years, however long it lasts, and I'm if I if I have to say, oh, it can get disappointing the more it went on, and it's like it's, it's pulled a bit of a tamasi, Uh, it will be really disappointing and crushing because the potential yeah.
2: and how it feels right now is, is exceptional, so much higher than some of these other runs of you know you know early on in their runs, yeah, but nowhere near this level. I guess what I'm saying is, is you could accuse us of recency bias, but I would actually defend this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, and it's not just us that love it. Like, it's like universally acclaimed yes. across the there, board, there, too. There
2: is a wide acknowledgement that we are yeah. in the midst of an old-timer. Number four.
0: The Flash by Joshua Williamson. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> there, were, there were some really, really good stories. I mean, I haven't signed the, the, like the annual behind me,
0: right? Yeah, I, the, I the, that. the annual's great, and the build-up... The, the, yeah. I'd say the arc or two and the build-up to the annual is my favourite part of that run. Uh-huh. It's not that long after the annual where it started to nosedive.
2: Yeah. I really like the first arc, and, like, with G Domenico. Sure, sure. Um, and it was generally a fun book, but...
0: You know, even when it was, wasn't being the best book, but, like... There's a point after one. Once we got the strength force, and once we got the, uh, force. the Somebody the globe trot and and all the rest of it, and then we got year one, and we got that villain who was like, the big bulky one who was like trapped outside of time and was like plotting to like beat the Flash or something.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, all that Rough stuff.
2: Times. Yeah. I. It, 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 that's that's a run that you know we're talking about with, um with Action Comics, where, yeah, we're relatively early, but it feels like it's something. I feel like you could have said that about the early stuff of Williamson's run, where it's like, oh, but it went on too long, and it kind of lost itself and nosedived. Hopefully, Action Comics doesn't do that, but, and this being, even on this top 25 is pushing it, let alone top five. Yeah,
0: so, obviously, a lot of people love it, a lot of people do like Mm -hmm. the whole thing, because otherwise it wouldn't be here. So, uh, but <laughs> clearly we don't agree with this placement yeah, at no, all. <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, if I was to rate that run as a whole, I'd give it like a six. I think. Not that I rate comic yeah. runs generally, but that's that's what's yeah that's what's coming to mind. Probably a little.
1: Yeah, I'd early. agree with that, and I like Williamson more than you guys do, so I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but hey, people like it. They got here. Chloe, Williamson is appealing more to a wider audience that isn't us. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so... uh, Number three is Detective Comics by James Tynan IV.
3: Okay,
1: I can accept this.
2: It was a great run. Although, I really hope his Batman run's not above it, because that'll be... I like his Batman run, but I think his tech run is significantly...
0: Superior. Well, we'll find out, shall we? But, uh, mm. no, his detective comics was really special at the start. It was kind of like this dream book that many of us had wanted forever. And it had great villains, it had great plot ideas. Um, it was a good, what, like about 50 issues, something like that. You know, it just kind of mm-hmm. ended a lot, yeah. probably around the right time. I could have probably used some more to be honest, but like, you know, it, ended, and it, was, it was a nice solid run through and through.
2: What's important though is he didn't Williamson it.
0: He didn't Williamson it. True. Uh, you could easily call it Tom King in it, to be honest, because they both kind of fell down yeah. around the same time. Yeah, it was rough, roughly around the 50 ish mark, wasn't it? It was just after 50 on both cases, yeah. Uh, where they, they started to sort of stumble. Yeah. And then, by the time you got to the end of both runs, it was like, "Oh, please God, let these
2: end."
1: <laughs> almost, almost an argument against double shipping. Too much, too
2: much story. Mm. I don't even know if it was double shipping, although it could have been. But mm-hmm. I think well, it was Flash
1: just... was up until
2: no, no. But okay. if if you took the the just the same amount of issues and spread out over twice the amount of time, mm. I, I think you still have that same problem around that 50th issue mark where it you know it starts stumbling and it you know. Mm needs to be put out its misery by the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Uh, so, don't
0: know. all fans of Detective Comics here? No, no, no. Uh, I'll well towards that. Yeah.
2: Number two. Doomsday Clock. Okay. This is not surprising to me, given our yeah. audience, which means number uh, one can only be one thing. Right? Oh, don't, yep. don't say it. Don't spoil it. Right. Number
0: two. Uh, being Doomsday Clock, I can get behind because Doomsday Clock is still, in many ways, is the most special thing that we've ever had the the pleasure of working through and talking about on an issue to issue basis. All,
2: all three issues I was here for. Yes, all three
0: <laughs> issues Carter was here for. True.
2: <laughs> Pretty sure I only actually missed like two or three by the end, but
0: yeah. Ah, uh, still funny though. It um, some sometimes when you're not here, I think if we got hear Doomsday Clock, <laughs> is this <your> thirteen out. <laughs> It's an evergreen know? joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the sense of mystery, the try to piece things together, it, obviously the art was phenomenal from Gary Frank. Um, like what did
1: it, I have to say about the comics medium?
0: Yeah. And, and the it, metaverse. It, and even though it was largely kind of just ignored by continuity by the time it was done, I mean, it was felt a little bit, but mm-hmm. not much. Um,
2: it didn't change how important it felt in its own story. In right. hindsight, are we blaming Didio for what happened with like things just being shifted on into something else because it felt so. like he, he yeah. wanted to move towards 5g it so. feels like an easy escape i mean
1: we already like to do that so yes <laughs>
2: it's just one more thing to blame Diddy for yeah. The pile.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah that's pretty much it um so yes doomsday clock really special uh and then number one the number one comic run as voted for by our audience
2: Are you waiting for us to guess it? Because I think we know it. Red Hood and the
1: Outlaw. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Harley Quinn.
2: I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. It's Batman by Tom King. No, I'm still kidding. It's Nightwing by Tom Taylor is yeah. the number one uh, run.
1: This, you could argue stuff like you did with Action Comics. Yeah, but...
0: you could argue a little recency bias and the fact that it's still ongoing, so it's fresh. Um, but to to be fair though I do think there's a nice mix here if you look at this top 10 of stuff that's currently active and stuff that's Mm -hmm. been done for a while because you go from Nightwing to Doomsday Clock to Tynan's Detective which is long done and Flashy's or Williamson's Flash to current action and current Robin to Jurgen's action which is long done to Tomasi's Superman which is long done Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Tom King books, there were 9, 10. Or, well, one's done and one's halfway through. So th- there's actually a pretty 50-50 split in the top 10 yeah. of books that have been long
2: done and books that are currently halfway through. I would love to see how that... I mean, I know you have the data, but I'm not going to make you do it. I, hypothetically, I would love to see the the breakdown of... If that's, like, some people voted for all older books and or some people were like, no, these are mm-hmm. all my favourites right now and they're just, you know, mm-hmm. some people adhere to recency bias and others well, I'm only doing books that are finished, and it kind of balanced out in a weird way. Uh, possibly. Um, You know, I I think the big thing here, though, now
0: that we've revealed all 25, is just sort of throwing out some things that are missing that we perhaps feel like should be there. Rambi's um, Catwoman. Rambi's Catwoman yeah. uh, is a good shout. Uh, I mentioned it a little bit before, but I think Supergirl being super... Uh, no one voted for that and i think that I
2: think is would have deserved
0: a spot lower down on the list sure, sure sure i'm not saying it should be in the top five but uh that was a pretty notable many for us back yeah. when it when it came out so yeah. you know I, I feel like that should have been mentioned um no, notably no bendis
2: books either still no not, not, not... not even not even naomi like the, the yeah. first
0: season of yeah. that. not a lot of uh bendis votes in general really uh
2: yeah, I really, last. really
1: figured Naomi showing up because that first, that first mini was really I,
2: really good. I do wonder, like, I I know it's you know people loved it, you you two included. Yeah. I do wonder if maybe some people have soured on it in hindsight, not because of anything that it did wrong. Right, I'm sure the book's still exactly as good as it was, but more just. The, the overdoing of Bendis, especially with Naomi, over the course of the could, subsequent other books.
0: That could also be overthinking it. It may just be as simple as not that many people read it, or at least not that many people who listen to our show read it.
2: That's mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> possible. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's just that, yeah. Obviously there was a lot more things that, that got some had. points that didn't make the top 25. Uh, in fact, there was way more than double 25 that had points uh, by the yeah. end. I don't
2: remember. I'd have had Far Sector on my list.
0: Yeah, Farset got some points. Projector. As did Cat Wound, uh, Ramby. Hal uh, and Pals. Tamaki's Detective yeah. got some points. As did Hal and Pals. Deathstroke by Priest got points. That's fair. Tynan's mm-hmm. Batman got points. Um, other Tom Taylor books got points. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it was a nice mix. It was, it was, because originally I think I was to a duel at the top 10. And then, as as they kept coming in, I realized, oh, wait, I've got a list of, like, over 70 books here. Or 70 runs. Like, that should be a bigger list. Uh, so I thought, oh, no, I'll do 25, because it actually feels like they are, like, it means something to be in that top 25 when you've got this many. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, no, really, really interesting stuff. And also, it's a smaller thing, and it's not that old, but, like, Batman Imposter, I think I might squeeze onto the top 25.
2: That's pretty good. Yeah. Um... Liam Sharp's and the Bold*. Yeah, yeah. that one—that one. one that one would not be for me, not, but not for you, but yeah. for me and I—I I think Matt as well, probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, obviously *Aquaman* by Kelly Sue wasn't mm-hmm. super long, but it was a a pretty notable little twelve issue run, it was, give or take. It was up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of good things. So, you know, then there has there's been, there's been a lot. Of good. This is the thing. I think if nothing else, even if you don't, obviously there's a couple of things on that top twenty five that we thought shouldn't have quite have made it.
2: There's been a lot of good books in the last six years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's it's also noticeable that yeah, there's there was a couple of books on there that we are like, uh, come on. But for the most part, there's been a lot of other books that DC have put out that we have not been interested in. Oh sure, yeah, the other generally yeah. have a fairly sizable audience. But it's noticeable that they're not making our lists here with our audience. Nope. So you know their taste for the most part, are aligning a bit more with ours. Well, that makes sense to listen to us. It, it, it does, yeah. yeah. You know, if,
0: if, they, if they were into just the, the Sandman
2: stuff and heard the Harley Quinn book... And I'm, the, I'm thinking even stuff like uh, Teen Titans and Suicide Squad. Sure. Like, those have dedicated audiences that I'm sure also read a lot of the books that we do like. Sure. I, I have to imagine if there's enough
0: overlap, they'll, they'll, and if, assuming they like us to listen to the show... But if they happen to like mostly books that we don't care about and talk about, then they'd have no reason to listen to it. Even if they, even if they mm-hmm. do think we're entertaining or mildly amusing or whatever people think of as uh,
2: yeah. tolerable. <laughs> the best thing to happen to the internet since... Porn. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I'll claim that one. I wasn't going to go that big.
0: <laughs> hey, so you guys get together and talk a lot about dick. I mean... You're not wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> there's no lie detected there. Come on. Um yeah. So a lo- you know, a lot of different things, got some points. Uh, a lot of books over the last six years. It's been a very healthy time to be a DC Comics fan by and large. I mean, yeah, there's been there's little areas, you know, right right as five G was building up, obviously Diddy leaving and the, the change happening that happened ended up being like a huge bullet dodge, it felt like, once we realized kind of what we mm-hmm. almost had and then it's some of the thing things we we've were, had since. We were
2: quite excited for the idea of 5G. We we're, were just ready for a refresh. Details, yeah, I, I think because yeah.
0: that was that was four years after Rebirth. It felt like it was just time that was nice to like, maybe refresh things up a bit. Um, yeah. Actually, Joe had booked that and made this top 25 and absolutely should have. Green Arrow by Percy.
1: Ah, oh, dang, yeah. Mm, I chance. forget that was... Because there's no Green Arrow book now. So it's like... Outside of there's, mind. A, there's
0: a lot of things like that. Uh, there's no Batgirl book. I mean, there's Batgirls, I suppose, but there's no, yeah because with the start of Rebirth, we had a dedicated Batgirl book, the which,
1: Albuquerque art that's right,
0: yeah, the and, book. yeah, and it lasted a good, you know, chunk of time. And um, so yeah, it was, you know, yeah. It's, a, it's a shame some things that, that have kind of faded away, especially when they, yeah. cause they had good runs. Like, I like that Batgirl, and I really like yeah. that Green Arrow book, but but do you know what,
2: though, yeah, man sells better. It, it does. So we get a lot about books. This, this is true. Uh, oh, Lemire also did that question, Mini.
1: Oh, yeah. The Mini
2: Lights. Oh, sure. There you go. There you go. That was really good. So, yeah. just in terms of other things that Lemire did, it just popped into my head. That was good. Fair enough. Fair
3: enough. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, so cool. I, uh, I'm surprised there was no Cedric talk. Because we were. Yeah. We I, I Arlene. Yeah. Arlene.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh Harley would be in my top 25 for sure. Yeah. That's a top 10 probably.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact it mm-hmm. definitely is. Yeah it's actually kind of weird there wasn't a lot of points for Cedric on art. You'd think yeah. there would be but I guess Again,
1: Out of sight out of mind.
0: Yeah because you know? You know, it's been a while since Harleen and then other than Harleen it was you know the Aquaman ARC. Yep. Yeah. So yeah uh, obviously there was a, a spot in the forums to send in like a comment or stuff not everyone did it was an optional yeah. part I didn't make everyone do it but uh, Yeah, there was some, like, you know, some people saying they they love when the Tom Taylor button get introduced. Uh, Some people, uh, you know, there's a couple of people saying that they only started listening like a year ago or something like that, or like last January and like caught up over the last year. Um, And just some general nice thoughts and nice
2: sentiments thanking us for the show. So we appreciate all the nice comments. To, to the people who do that, because obviously we, I, I've gone back and caught up with a podcast in general, but. When our content is so specifically dated, and I'm assuming if you're doing that, you're probably relatively up to date. That's why, you know, you started in January or whatever, and you you probably started at the Future state stuff last year. Do you then go back and listen to the old stuff and also concurrently listen to the new episode when that comes out every week? Or do you just wait until you get back up? Um...
0: I can say from my experience with certain podcasts uh, that it depends on what the podcast
2: does. Uh, I, I've done both both ways with different podcasts. Mm. Something with ours, because like, it's so specifically dated to This Week in DC Comics. If you're up to date, you probably want to be listening to You probably to that want that the week, new ones, right? but then
0: you go back and listen to the old ones because you, you, you might as well because you want... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but there's always a chance that someone goes back and starts listening and starts reading... Not all the books every week, but like you know, the, the few that interest them, and you know, listen to the show along as, as they're reading. So they've got they basically get some conversation about all the books they're reading as they're going along. Uh, that's that's the glorious thing. Obviously, it's not like something you think about too much, and most people are the, listening to the new episodes because they're reading the new books that are coming out. But there is mm-hmm. kind of this wonderful thing about podcasts and reviews for things on YouTube when it comes to comics and TV shows, where you can go back and watch a show or read a comic book and hear the conversation that was happening after each issue without worrying about spoilers because it was recorded at
2: the time. Right. That's true. Yeah. Especially if it's a run you never got to before. And yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no one's talking about Sam Humphrey's Green Lanterns right now. Yeah. Not, not at that level of like, you know, issue um, by issue. If you, if you want that, you know, to feel like you're still getting that conversation, that experience. Yeah. That's, that's um, the benefit to, you and, know, w- when best... we release them, you know, just individually on YouTube, it's like, this is what this book is. Mm-hmm. You can kind of work through what you wanted from those to that time period.
1: And and the best part is that because it's not a TV show, you don't have people mistaking it for the TV show and then getting mad.
0: Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and also to the one person who said that they've got a comics for the Multiverse Bingo card they, they play with when they're listening to the yeah. show. Do they make it a drinking game? Uh, I, I don't know, but... Uh, email that to us uh mail f- no we we can never see it
1: no because then we'll go drunk with power
2: it'll, it'll influence it too much no i won't tell you to but i'll i'll, I'll uh i'll wait read it no but you can't know either because there'll be stuff oh, about it about you there. on it
0: i don't care. Yeah, I, 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 I won't i will right affect me i'm a professional okay uh mftv questions at gmail.com feel free to send that big card i'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, is one
1: of the things that it uh, Wonder Woman issue eight gets brought up, or Hi, just that I bring it up? Hey, That's
0: got to be on there. Look, I always try and get my hit television show, Buff of the Vampire so yeah. reference on it anyway. So it's not like seeing it on the we bingo card is going to make me try harder.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I just want to know because <laughs> I, I want to make sure they hit that one today.
0: Sure, okay. Well, they definitely did. Up. I'm sure we I'm... already talked about Wonder yeah. Woman issue eight. Yeah. So yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah. Uh, so last thing. Got a wee quiz. Got a wee quiz for everyone. Damn it! I thought I could go and eat. Well, I say (laughs) for everyone. I got it for Matt and Connor. Uh, So I'll alternate. So there's 11 questions. The first five are multiple choice, and then the ones after are not. How many of
1: them are essay response?
0: (laughs) No essay responses. (laughs) Uh, But obviously, because the first five are multiple choice, and arguably that makes them a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, There should be a sort uh, of like a time cost or something to decide who gets to go first because they get more multiple choice questions. I, I, I don't care, Matt can go first. Okay, Matt can go first. You'll use the same excuse when you, when you destroy him, I, 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 I,
2: I just
0: <laughs> I want so to eat.
1: So
0: do I. I, want I, I, eat, I like
1: breakfast. I want to eat your misery
0: and tears and so on and so forth. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so these are all screwing mostly to early rebirth because the whole idea is that you know I'm sort of mm-hmm. testing a bit early in the show kind of thing all it's right Tom Taylor that's always the answer there wasn't really a Tom Taylor to start no, rebirth, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, so I will keep score so if Matt gets this wrong Connor will get a chance to answer and so on so uh, question one Matt mm-hmm. who is the antagonist in the first arc of Green Lanterns was it A the Dominators B. Atrocitus. C. Volthum, D. The Phantom Lantern.
1: I'm going to say A.
0: You go for the A, Dominators. The Dominators. That is incorrect. Connor, you've got a. a chance to steal the point.
2: I know it's not The Phantom Lantern, because that came later. Mm-hmm. So it's, I got fifty-fifty 50, 50 shot. Mm-hmm. Volthoom. I inc- trust Atrocitus. The first arc there.
0: was Red Lanterns that thing.
1: That's who I had. It was Dominators or Atrocitus. I couldn't remember what order
0: yeah. it went, but so. I knew it
1: wasn't Volthoom because that came later. And then the Phantom Lantern. That was, yeah.
0: um, Vol- Voltho- yeah, Volthoom's not too far into it, but yeah, that leads to the Phantom Lantern. That took up a lot of the, the, the book after the first arc. Um, uh, and the Dominators were just sort of sprinkle teeter there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, no no points for question one. All right, question two, nope. Connor. Batman issue six was the first appearance of which character? Titan Man. A. Gotham Girl. B. Punchin and Julie. C. The first victim. Or D. Cateman.
2: Was that actually your option for D?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming by first appearance when it comes to Kaiman, you, you mean in general, not just in this run? In general, yeah. Okay. I, I, I've
0: got the first appearance for all four of these characters. I looked them all up, so I know where they all first appeared.
2: Gotham Girl, I'm pretty sure was an issue one. Right. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to tell you until, until the answers. What, what, what were the other options? Uh, Punch and Julie. And uh, the first victim. And I'll Kate. go with that one. I don't remember who that is, but I'll go with that first victim. Yeah,
0: sure. That is incorrect. Matt's got a chance to steal.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say Punch and Julie.
0: That's incorrect. Ah. Uh, so Gotham Girl. Um, I thought issue one as well, but she actually appeared. Uh, in a panel in DC U-, U Rebirth issue one, so technically she was in that. But
3: okay.
0: issue Damn one it. was was Kate Man the answer? Uh, Kate Man was down, so yeah, Kate Man's correct.
2: Are you serious? Yep, seriously.
0: Wait, oh my we, God. I
2: yelled. I yelled. No, you got to take my first answer. I yelled no, 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 no. no. I didn't give
0: you the options answer. yet. Uh, Punch and Julie were issue nine, so that was That's kind of the... that was the difficult, like sort of like almost right because that was yeah. close. And then the first victim was actually I thought an easy that's, one to avoid because that was that's detective yeah that wasn't Batman.
2: Yeah. I, I genuinely do not remember who the first victim is at all.
0: No yeah. okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, 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 first victim was Detective Nine Forty. Just uh, mm-hmm. keep everyone right. So no points still. Oh this is this is actually. Yeah. exciting. Everyone's Just forgotten. Just playing myself. Uh, all right, Matt number three. In the Flash, the scientist who became Negative Flash was named, A. Melina, B, Mina, C, Mona, or D, Busey? It's B, Mina. Correct! Marcus, a yeah. point. Must get a point on the board.
2: <laughs> Probably you didn't go for the comedy answer, Mike. If,
1: sure. if I had a head injury like Gary Busey, I could have made the, the name, you know,
2: uh, dear.
1: Magnetic Energy Negative
0: Alright. Okay. Oh. I going to hope we get this wrong so that he gets a yeah. chance. So, Connor, number four. At the end of Wonder Woman issue eight. <laughs> 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 what does Barbara Ann find on the island she believes to be Themascara? Is it A. A weathered tree. B. A broken statue. C. An Empty Fountain. Or D. A DVD box set of the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Uh,
2: I kind of hope I get this wrong, just because I want Matt to have to get it wrong and be embarrassed about getting something wrong about Wonder Woman issue 8. So part of me is tempted to go for the comedy answer of D, just so Matt has less options to go with when I get it wrong.
1: This is not QI, alright? (laughs)
2: It would be better if it was QI. What are, you, what are you going with? Oh, I do C. You're going
0: with C, Empty Fountain. That is incorrect, Matt. You've got a, you got a shot. How much have you uh, read issue 8? What was A again? A weather tree.
1: I want to say it was B, the broken statue. So that that's what I'm going to say.
0: That is incorrect. It was A, a weather uh, tree. <laughs> I don't remember the tree.
2: I'm so glad Matt got that wrong. Right. Yeah. I don't care yeah. anything else that happens. That <laughs>
0: Yeah, after uh, question four, Matt's got one point, Connor has zero. Yeah. That's where we but, but Matt got the question about Wonder Woman issue eight wrong, yeah. so he lost his That's pride. true, yes. And that was after you narrowed the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. I remember
1: a statue in my head, though. So, but, you know, that could have been
0: Mandela any other Wonder Woman story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there could have been a statue as well, but I mean, the DC yeah. wiki page, when I read the, 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 the description the of the ending, it said, Withered Tree. So that was the, the main thing. Uh, so there you go. Uh, number five, Matt. Mm-hmm. On her return flight from Asia, who does Batgirl team up with? Is it A. Harley Quinn, B. Poison Ivy, C. Catwoman, or D. Black Canary? It's
1: B. Poison Ivy.
0: That's right.
2: That's the second point. I, mean, I,
1: don't, I don't forget Poison Ivy. I might forget issue eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't Poison Ivy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if he'd been wrong on that, he'd have been so embarrassed.
0: That would be yeah. funny. Yeah. All right. So we're done with multiple choice. Now it's just you have to try and get the answer. And, uh. Skyman. Oh, yeah. Wrong. So number six, Connor. In Superman issue one, what horrifying thing did John Kent do by accident? He
2: burnt some of his heat vision. You have to be more specific. Yeah, you have to give be... me. What <laughs> did he kill? A cat or a dog?
0: I'll give you. It was a cat. It was Goldie the cat.
1: <laughs> it's poor Goldie. <laughs> Pete was
2: Pete was mortified.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, uh, car... it's hard for me to remember to care
0: enough about. Carl's car- car on the board. All right, Matt. If Matt doesn't get this, we will be mocking him forever. <laughs> oh, pressure's on. In Doomsday Clock. Carver Coleman played which fictional detective?
3: Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yes! I haven't
1: thought about A. Clock in a minute! (laughs) If this was a multiple choice, I would have had it. For sure.
0: That's why it's not. That's why it's not! (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Dang. I got not get the streak, the, the goalie, the, the streaked out cat. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through the Rolodex in my brain.
2: I'm so glad I let Matt go first now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I see the pages. I can't see the name. I can't. I, I got no answer.
0: I'm going to have to offer it to Connor, Matt. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a clue.
2: I don't care. This is funny.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, if no one's got an answer, uh, the answer was Nathaniel Dusk.
2: That's right, Detective. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in a multiple choice, easy. Yeah. And the Nathan. The yeah. Nathan Dusk movies. So,
0: there you go. Shoot. Uh, so, Connor, given something you said earlier, uh, <laughs> you might be in trouble here. In Detective Comics, what was the name of the team of villains created by The First Victim? (laughs) (laughs) The Forgotten. That is incorrect. Matt, you got a chance to steal a point.
1: (laughs) I remember that's where Lady Clayface was. Or Mudface. Not Lady Clayface, it was Mudface. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the first victim. God, I remember anarchy showing up too. Oh my god! I'll just say like the. So where that goes with victim? I'll say the unworthy.
0: The correct answer was, The Victim Syndicate.
2: Ah, oh, that's right. God damn it. <laughs> well, I didn't remember the first victim. I had no chance. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no shame on that one.
0: Alright, uh, so, Matt's got two points, Connor's got one. It really is a lot to play for, still. <laughs> There's three questions yeah, left. Like, yeah. you, Connor's you still alive!
2: Pete, you wouldn't have got like, any of these right if you didn't have the answers.
0: I mean, it's to say safe what words of these that they got right. I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have got a I think I'd have remembered that for a start was Red Lanterns. It was that was the of the multiple choice messed me up. Yeah. And they got Mina for sure. Yeah. actually, yeah. I wonder whether I would have probably guessed that. I wouldn't have remembered. Poison Ivy, I think, could have got from the Batgirl stuff. Uh not multiple choice ones. Mm, we'll see. But anyway, number nine, Matt. Mm-hmm. In Nightwing, one of Professor Pegg's Doltrons was brainwashed by Simon Hart to believe he was Nightwing. What name did this character uh become known by? Oh shh, I remember this. It's obviously Rick Grayson. No.
1: That was that was because of KGB, Beast, not the Dolatron. Oh, man. So I remember this where we started getting the multiverse fracture stuff. And it's not Nightwing N I T E dash. Ah oh, man, I'm a blank on this one. Connor, you go. Uh,
2: is it Steve? No, um, <laughs> I don't know. Darkwing, who cares?
0: You're going to kick yourself because the answer is Deathwing. Deathwing, yep. <laughs>
1: That was the raptor stuff too. Right after that,
0: yeah. I tried to. I tried to get put a question about raptor, but there was like nothing to really. And
1: he had the knives that made uh, Dick remember multiverse stuff.
0: Connor, if you don't get this next one, you will be mocked. You will be humiliated. I'm not trying to be mocked. It's no different to usual. You will be derided. Number ten. This is maybe the easiest question out of the non multiple choice. What was the name of the crossover that eventually revealed who the second Clark was and patched up the timeline?
2: Well, only because I mentioned this earlier. Unless, unless I'm completely wrong, but th- that was Superman Reborn. It was, which is why I'd have mocked you had you not gotten that y- right. Y- yeah. Because
0: you mentioned it earlier. Which means get the final question. It is two each. Matt. Mm-hmm. pressure's on Yep. what is the name of the villainous group in green arrow that controlled the city's money
1: oh it's uh oh <laughs> <laughs> that's the reaction you want yep 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 <laughs> so good. it was the black something because i'm seeing the tower with on their barge or the black hole
0: That is incorrect. Ah I'm pretty sure the black hole was a to team it was in the flash. flash. Yeah. Yep. That's not green arrow. <clears throat> Meaning the Cardinals get a chance to win.
2: <laughs> if See can... now Matt said the black something, that's all I can think of. And he, he might be right. The villainous
0: group that controlled the city's money in Green Arrow. A lot of the early, almost all of Percy's run revolved back to it. As yeah, well. I,
2: remember, yeah. I, I remember them, I remember the ship underwater where they went and got the stuff. <sighs> See, now all I want to say is like the black hand, Black Mask. <laughs> so this is because implanted that. <clears throat> what, which one?
1: Uh, the black hand, but that's a Batman thing.
2: Yeah. 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 And then Black Mask is just Black Mask. I thought, I thought I made this
0: too I, I was worried, because uh, I, I was going to try and make this harder and say what was the name of the guy
2: that was in it. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't I, know. I think you're overestimating my memory capabilities. I <laughs> can barely remember yesterday. Like, when, when, we, when we read comics for this week, and I read them on the Thursday, by the time it comes to Saturday, I, I'm struggling to remember them sometimes. Um... I'll just say black mask. I don't think it is. But I can't think of anything else now cause it's all in my head. The answer is the ninth circle.
1: Ah, oh, it wasn't the black. It was the black hole from Flash that I was confusing it with.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you you ruined me, Matt. You took it down was, with it. Good job. There was good a Dante. Job. There was a lot of you know circles yep. of hell illusions yep. going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the score was two each. Um, yep. Matt's undefeated streak isn't really a, a like. Kept, but at the same time you
2: didn't lose, so See, we both
0: <laughs> no,
1: that's we got a kind of point. So
2: I, I mean, if you're in sports, that still counts as an undefeated game.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. It sure. Counts as part of an undefeated streak. Draw does. It's not. It's not as good though as actually winning all your games. Well,
0: no. no.
1: But sometimes you play it for the tie.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. That's that's your quiz. Oof, right um, circle.
2: Damn. I hate you for putting the black something out there because yeah, I literally couldn't get that out of my head. Yep. Uh, that was good. Not, that was Not fun. that I think I would have got it anyway. I don't think I would. But it was literally nothing else would come into my brain.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely doing a similar quiz uh, episode 400 and 500 and so on. That was too much fun.
1: <laughs> sure, if you have the time, you should do it weekly.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, we can definitely fit that in around all the books. Because
1: I know, I know how much uh, Connor hates it.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't mind doing it on the show. It's the, it's the sitting down for the, the hour to prep, you know, make the questions. Yeah. That I don't fancy doing every week. You, you,
2: you, guys can do it next week if I'm not here. <laughs> There's no competition there if you're not here. Playing against uh, himself. No, some, it's score. my
1: brain. That's my own competition. Yeah.
2: Mm. There's too no, much in here. You got to play for a high score. Oh, is that right?
0: Unless me and Matt both just go away and do, like, f- or five questions of our own, and we have to get yeah. all the other person's questions.
1: Would be, I'll be Guy Gardner-related, so he'd be uh.
0: screwed. <laughs> yeah, we can't really trust each other, though. There's every possibility. I'll, I'll come in with five fair questions, and Matt will make the most obscure <laughs> bullshit. Like, what number was on Tim Drake's no, football jersey <laughs> and this seven, issue seven, of Detective? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be like, what's Metropolis's hockey team called? Mammoths. Ah, there you go. What's the Gotham hockey team?
0: Ooh. I want to say Nates.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> Gotham the it's The Gotham Blades.
0: Oh, I never gotten forgotten
1: that.
0: Yeah. Don't even sound familiar. And
1: then the Keystone, or the Central City. No, Keystone City is the Combines.
0: Uh, that yeah, was totally... See, see now, now he's, he's going to get a trivia that's specific to him that no one else yep. is
2: going to get this, this is what Grant Morrison does, mm-hmm. just pulls random shit, he's like this is my story now
1: <laughs> oh bro if I could do a fucking DC hockey series, come on maybe it's the Mated Ducks but
2: <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Like the Gotham do, do, team there's a, there's a lot of buzz around a, a, a football soccer uh-huh. uh, anime that started today, oh, I'm boy. like damn it I kind of want to check it out
0: can't say I do. Uh, I think um, to wrap up here before I do the, the normal outro, uh, since as a special milestone episode, it's probably worth well, thanking everyone for a start for uh, sticking with us through all this time. Whether or not you jumped in t- at the start of Rebirth or you found us during Future State or you found us during uh, The Metals or any other random time you might have discovered Comments of the Multiverse, um, it is... Honestly, it's humbling every so often when someone says we brightened up their, their day because they had a, a laugh listening to us on their way to work mm-hmm. or something. Uh, it's it's always a pleasing thing to hear. So, um, yeah, so just to give a, a serious bit of sentiment for a moment. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Uh, do you, would you two care to uh, share anything you liked about the last 300 episodes that you'd want to point out?
1: Uh, watching Connor be miserable at quizzes. That was, that's fun.
2: <laughs> talk about recency bias. I like si- <laughs> so the, oh. the end of every episode when I get to go and eat.
1: <laughs> oh, since you like that, I, I have some more. I have a list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey.
3: Uh,
1: uh, um, in the medicines, uh, finding out people actually listen and are excited to hear us talk about takes. Um and the thought that people actually hold my opinion on certain books
2: that's bizarre isn't it
1: yeah
2: yeah. is it a seven what's that did you give it a seven by any chance
1: yeah yeah yeah, most of the time uh but no just like you know people or people tagging me when news comes out because they know you know that that you know like when that superman news came out one of our one of our listeners nick uh hit me up that's how i found out about it so that's pretty cool um and, and I asked this question to other people. I didn't get a lot of hits on it because it was kind of a last minute thing, but uh, Tim did reply, and his favorite moment was when he was on the show that one time. So, uh, you know, we can't argue with that. You know, that, that is Tim's favorite.
0: Don't, don't, don't give his substandard sub of comedy a platform. <laughs> what are you
1: seeing, Morbius? The world wants to know.
0: Piss it off what happened <laughs> oh dear um uh, i don't know it's weird it's weird because you know like we've been through phases because obviously at started start it was the rebirth show and then obviously we've moved out of that era we've been through the pandemic we had a like a month and a half with no books where we just talk shit <laughs> by and large and that's actually where the quizzes started we did a few quizzes in those early weeks uh it was his own separate mini series of numbering, i believe yes and then connor uh Winged and cried and bitched about doing quizzes, so they went away for the last so couple of weeks. Boring. They're not boring, they're, they're hilarious. And, and they, they,
2: they, they, I find them boring anyway, but I found them especially boring then when the whole world was going, We can do Zoom quizzes. I'm like, I don't want to do Zoom quizzes. <laughs> and then you started doing basically Zoom quizzes, and I was sick of it. <laughs> well, I was having a fun time,
0: and
1: I, I don't mind them. I mean. If, if it's a short show. I saw, like, questions.
0: And Matt was um, enjoying winning, I think.
1: <laughs> well, it's not just that. It is fun because it does make us dredge. And I wonder, you know... Well, it's just... it's, it's, it's funny. A... It shows
0: how long the show's okay. been running now. Yeah. That that early rebirth stuff is, like, trying to pull out knowledge. It's, that's, in, in you know... And out. Buried. Yeah. So, you know, we've been through... We've went from a good run on Detective that felt like, you know, one a special run into a run where we all just fell away because we didn't want to read it, and then we're back again for another really solid, great run in Detective. Like we actually went through phases of books now, like, multiple times of going in and out
2: of the runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Speaking of coming Detective, I read um, Squire this week, which is a, a graphic novel mm-hmm. which uh, has writing by Nadia Shamas, who is taking a co-writing on Detective. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, how, and how was it? From what I gather of the creation of that book, um, it was mostly the artist's idea. Um, I'm completely blank on her name now, which is really bad. Uh, but the book's behind me and I can't see it. Um, and it was more of a, you know, she had like, here's all the, the ideas, the concepts, and then she must kind of came in and kind of worked from that and kind of developed it. So you're it thinking that that's probably script. what happens here where Tamaki's given her the plot and. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect Tamaki's kind of got the outlines and the general ideas, and Shamas is coming in and kind of tidying it up, doing the actual scripting of it. I wonder if that's um, because Tamaki's working on something else as well, or if that's just the, the
0: knock-on effect of doing 12 issues <laughs> like, yeah. that came out that quickly. Uh, could be so, the, role,
1: so could the
2: she just needs a break. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The artist is Sarah
2: Alphagia. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The
1: art yeah.
2: ER is the standout. Like, it is gorgeous. That's what, that's what made me... Buy the book in the first place. I saw some uh, the art samples mm-hmm. of hers at Thought Bubble last year, yeah, and just gorgeous stuff. Um, but no, it was it was great. I mean, it's like kind of young adult fantasy, uh, Middle Eastern inspired. Mm-hmm. N- no magic, but um, I enjoyed it a lot. If anyone if anyone's looking at it, I recommend it. Not not Pete. I don't think it's a very Pete's or book. But if if you like the sound of that, then yeah, you'd, you'd probably enjoy it.
0: Okay. Well, I mean. Yeah, we'll see. will see how that goes. Um, but yeah, three hundred episodes in the can. That's right. Uh, when we started this, I was I'm in my mid
2: twenties. <laughs> hey, I still am. <laughs> Shut up, Connor. No one asked. I, I, I can only really, I can only really get away with saying that for another couple of months. At which point, I def- I switch definitively into late twenties. I don't think I can pass it anymore. And
0: enjoy them because they're gone before you know it. Yeah. Besides the way the way Connor eats and the way he carries on, like he's like,
2: what do you mean the way I, I eat? What do you mean, I mean the way number? he has accidents? <laughs> I had one accident. Yeah, also, accidents I am medically clumsy. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. He's he's eating more burgers than is probably. Yeah, but no. most days that's like my only meal of the day.
1: Yeah, but if you only have one, that doesn't I mean, make you healthy. He's doing no, but it's. Calories in, calories
2: out. It's fine. I'm 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 an active individual.
0: Yeah, Ish. it's a really funny sentence. That's like saying you're you're an activist, but you just saying I'm an active individual. I I I, I walk a lot. I walk a lot with picket sides because I'm an activist. <laughs> <laughs> I am. He's
2: picketing you ever right been. now.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Cancelled culture. Well, yeah, where is I don't it? think you've been, been in the as it? much as
1: you have the last year.
2: Um, that's probably true but until yeah. like until like two years ago I wasn't even registered to a doctor's in this city mm. I, I literally just went like I, until like last year I think I hadn't been to a doctor's in probably about ten years I'm just imagining in my head doc, uh, doctor uh, Connor with a sign that
0: says gingers have souls and just like standing no, no we don't but it's... gingers do want Peter
2: cancelled <laughs> no don't gingers love me just you that doesn't <laughs> the shit you give all the gingers and you
0: think that's true I don't give shit to gingers I I, I am playful oh, with gingers I give shit are, to you there are receipts I give shit to you because you're the worst you're the Wesley Crusher
2: of this podcast and <laughs> you must that's be treated hurtful. as such very hurtful thing for you to say <laughs> up until now it was all just banter but you've crossed the line now <laughs>
0: Uh I must not watch Star Trek to get the amusement of that. Nope. It's fine. He's the...
1: What is going on in Picard, the Borg Queen? (laughs) Uh, Was that a party? I saw the still going around.
0: Well, I've not watched this week's episode yet, but uh, the, the, the previous episode set up that they have to infiltrate a party. Um... And they're yes. Well, see the Bird Queen's not actually there. She's kind of in the head of another character. So she's kinda of okay. like, so think of it as like Dexter's dad talking to someone. Gotcha. Kind of thing.
1: No, that's fine. I just it was a very surreal image and I was like, is this from a con? What's going on? <laughs> that's very good cosplay. Um
0: mm.
1: but
2: uh yeah. So Star Trek. That's where we're leaving this. <laughs> Apparently, it's better than DC Comics. That's the only,
1: the only Star Trek I recognize is JJ's.
0: All right. Oh God. Oh, no. That's what? it. What? No man. No. 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 Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I must need a uh, taste transplant. Anyone offer? <laughs> anyone offering up there?
3: Better
1: people have tried. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my favorite joke right now is to tell my wife we're going to go see Ambulance, which is a Michael Bay. And we all know how she feels about Jake Gyllenhaal. I've talked about it enough. Um, (laughs) And then she threatens to leave me. So it's a risky gamble. Wait, so she doesn't want to go see it? (laughs) No. No, she can't stand Jake Gyllenhaal for what he did to Taylor Swift. Apparently Mm -hmm. that's her business. Uh, And two, it's Michael Bay, who she swore off years and years ago.
2: That's not that unreasonable a decision. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I got confused nah. there. I remember you telling me
0: stories about your like your your DVDs yeah. and stuff and like her defacing them. Yeah. Um, yes. I for some reason in my head I mixed it up there into she was in love with them and was in fancy, no. but that but that's a uh, that's a uh, Chris. What's his face? Yeah, Captain America. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yes.
1: Uh, which I don't I don't blame her. He is dreamy.
0: Yes, um, That's fast
1: man. Yeah. She she did say death on the Nile would have been a lot better, if it was. Uh,
2: Chris Evans.
0: I hope Chris instead Evans... Instead of who?
2: Just if he was in it. Oh, I mean, that's probably true about most things.
0: I hope Chris oh. Evans starts dating Taylor Swift and then gives her a horrible oh, breakup God. just to really conflict.
2: From your,
1: from your lips to God's ears, my friend.
2: <laughs> that is yeah. truly chaotic.
1: Yeah. Let's get some uh, of that chaos magic going.
0: I just like the idea that so Matt's Uh
2: Anyone got Grant Morrison's phone number? Uh, yeah. They'll,
0: they'll hook you up. I don't know. I just I feel like my Matt's wife is slowly becoming the the Maris of uh of this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I I keep asking her this week if she wants to watch the Three Five Five featuring Academy Award winner Jessica Chastain, and she's about <laughs> she's about had it with my BS.
0: Was uh, uh, Jessica so Chastain I wasn't see that
1: in the theaters, and then it was gone. Has Chastain so... done a
0: movie with Jake Gyllenhaal because you could really torture her with that.
1: <laughs> i don't think so but i'm about to find out i know she <laughs> i know Hall did the one with amy adams that she won't watch because Hall's in it uh, Nocturnal eternal animals
0: that's good that's a good movie yeah. too yeah Yeah. right Matt, just find... i want you to pass out a message to me and see and next week you can tell yes. me the response uh tell her that tete had it coming and yep. uh you can quote me on that
2: <laughs> if you ever meet her, you're getting slapped
1: Oh, it's not nothing worse than I've, I've said. I I mm. tried to talk my sister, who got a cricket machine, to make me a shirt that says "Jake Gyllenhaal did nothing wrong" and proceed to wear it around the house. She won't because um, she values my life.
0: Uh, so <laughs> uh, why? Yeah, uh, just got a shirt that says "Gyllenhaal was right."
3: <laughs> That's what it started off,
1: but d- does nothing wrong. Oh, uh, to, did actually, nothing
0: wrong. to get to get wrestling related, Matt. Uh, you mm-hmm. get a shot that says... <laughs> "Jill Hall Did... broke Taylor's heart. No, John Hall didn't screw T.T. T.T. screwed yeah. T.T. Screw t-t.
1: <laughs> I might have said that. That might have led to divorce papers, but that's either here <laughs> or there. Uh, I don't think they've done a movie together. We're looking. Not yet. yet. It
3: was next yeah. year. But
1: Yeah. So... But yes, so...
0: Uh, or Jake Gyllenhaal has to do a movie with uh, Chris Evans just to really mm-hmm. yeah, get in conflict.
1: Yeah, it's, I've almost watched it. I still haven't seen Prisoners. It's one of the few villainous movies I haven't seen. It's good. And every every time I almost put it on, uh, Hall's day pops up and she nopes out. And I was like, well, I can watch this by myself, but it's, you know, two and a half hours long where we can watch something together. So, you know how that goes. But but yeah, <laughs> we ended up on Death of the Nile, which not bad. But you know, there's a reason it ended up on streaming so damn quick. we will just put
2: it that way. I I uh, yeah, it Definitely had nothing to do with some casting choices that they definitely regret uh, now. Uh, mm. uh,
1: yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> oh my, who's yeah. in it? Who's in Death uh, of the uh, Nile? Pretty sure Army Hammer's the lead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, not dear. so much the lead, but he's he's there because it is. Uh, it there is someone else gonna... as well
2: that I'm forgetting. Or, or or, or I thinking Gal Gadot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, hey, Would you know it? There was they, someone they in the, the previous one as well, wasn't there? That was also, like, questionable after the fact. Like, in Brenner had very unlucky choices. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but... I remember seeing it a, a little while back and going, Brenner's had some unlucky yeah. casting choices here.
1: Yeah. It's just funny to me that he made that, then he made a, a movie he got nominated for, which I still haven't seen, but... Uh...
2: It's it's good. I like it. Uh, I don't think yeah. it has the biggest appeal, but, but I, I'm a, I'm a Branagh fan. So
1: Just if you put stills from those two movies against each other, it doesn't look like the same director at all. Mm. It's hilarious. It's called you
0: Range.
3: Know.
0: Yes. Mm. Very good. I think that'll wrap up the coast of the Multiverse podcast. Yeah. Episode 300. Hope well, we you enjoyed the last ten minutes of nonsense to hit to get the three-hour mark. But thank you very much for joining us. And of course, I will give you, uh, or I will give thanks, I should say, to our Patreon producers uh, for the month. So thank you to Tyler the Palacios, David Sharp, Bourneau, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Tradesman, and Alison M. Four uh, days. They are our some of our higher tiers over patreoncom slash TV, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. The five-dollar tier gets you early access to the show whenever it's ready, sometime. Late Friday night. Well, it's late Friday night. or Sorry, late Saturday night, UK time. I'm I'm really tired now, I'm it's making mistakes. But <laughs> late Saturday time, UK, uh after midnight, it's whatever it's ready, it'll it'll go up for patrons. What you're saying is it's early Sunday, really. Well yeah, but if you if you're on the if you're on maz time zone then it's like mm-hmm. it's like a nice little it's a nice little, you know, cushy time. Um but yeah. But uh, yeah, so you go go go, go have a look. Uh, you like subscribe, ding the bell notifications, all that stuff helps us out on YouTube. Rate the podcast on iTunes, five stars with a review, all those things do help. Uh,
2: and we will see you next week for episode three. start a new era. Everything changes. Yes,
1: all new, all different.
2: Uh mm-hmm. huh. All... Wrong company. Yes,
0: Matt's not allowed to wear a hat, and Connor's dying his hair blonde. You can't take my hats away from me. You can take my land. You shave can it take
1: out. my land. <laughs> she can't take my hat.
0: <sighs> you can take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take my hat from me. <laughs>
3: ah.
0: So easy. <laughs> 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 thank you once again everyone for watching let's see always appreciate it thank you for being with us for 300 episodes we will see you next time keep reading dc comics and remember to never get lost in the speed force